The following bonus episode of the Old World Levy ES is a re-hosting of the Elector Count's annual Warmer Fantasy Edition Wars Debate 2019. It is uploaded with permission. Usual caveats apply. Listener discretion is advised. If you notice any side effects of listening to Krell for too long, please seek medical attention. Have a nice time, enjoy summer, and see you all in the next proper episode. Welcome to the greatest debate of all time uh, ever recorded on a podcast. You might think that it's, uh, you know, Joe, the Joe Rogan fucking Michael Shermer versus uh, whoever he was uh, versus, um, oh, fucking what's his name? Um, the other bald dude with tattoos. Uh, bald, bald guy who wrote the book about uh, the few, uh, about old people, olden times people. Fucking, I've actually got his book here somewhere. I've forgotten the fucking name of the guy. Doesn't matter anyway. That was a fucking shit debate compared to what we're about to talk about tonight, which is the age-old question. Which edition of Warhammer Fantasy Battles is better? Sixth Ed, like the Swedish uh, fucking low blood sugar version, or the Eighth Ed uh, Fantasy Chad version? So uh, here tonight... Uh, to argue for 6th edition, and it's just Swedish Warhammer uh, uh, overall. I have Krell. How are you, Krell? I'm fine. Thanks for having me over. Excellent. It's good to be here. Well, um, it's good good to have you here, I mean. Uh, it's also, uh, just from, just you know, just me saying, it's also good to be here. So, there you go. Um, I just got to ask, here in the Tower of Safri, how come you get a silver throne, and I have, like, this hand-whittled wooden little, like, stool I'm sitting on? Is that intentional? <laughs> Well, that's that's what we give to uh, the little boys who don't know all of the lore. They they don't even know about things like uh, Coven Thrones or Blood Knights. People who play Sixth Ed, they've got they've got no idea. So we can't give you like a proper seat at the table, is what I'm trying to say. Um, if but, that was a real thing, it would be mentioned way before Aethelred. It'd be like in <laughs> Godric and Felix or Genevieve, and like what did they miss the giant floating ghost skull throne that people are riding around on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, oh, we don't mention it. They're so usual. Yeah, yeah. Just like you just weren't allowed to have that level of law. That's all I'm saying. Um, but because it's fucking the elected counts never play fair, guess what? I'm going to blood Skype Spencer right in. So it's going to be 2v1. Let's go, blood Skype. <laughs> Are you there? Spence? Ah, oh, Krell, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that, that's super disconcerting. I saw Tim Silver Throne, and I said his golden throne just filled with a bird taking blood-filled shape. Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, I've got to take a little time to actually gather my mortal form together. Um, you know, uh, we usually take do it, it down from the blood cloud. Yeah, we usually do it way before the show. We usually blood Spence in here, but uh, he's here now. So I thought, like, man, I've, I've got a debate. Uh, a, like a well-known Swedish Warhammer six-ed advocate. I can't do that alone. Why don't I just like blood Skype in my good friend Spencer from across the realms and then he can come and fucking, we can both just tag team you. So yeah, t- together we can just shut you down. And then jokes on you. You didn't get any well-known Warhammer fantasy profiles. You got me. Nicholas is busy. <laughs> Excellent. Makes it even easier. Makes it even sweeter. Um, uh, okay, cool. Well, I'm just, I'm just looking through, uh, Discord actually to make sure there's no other Swedes online that he can easily blood Skype in to defend him. Mm, so, okay. He's all ass. Um, well, so I'm like you guys, I wouldn't use my own it, blood. <laughs> I've got like a oh, bucket of this stuff here. <laughs> so I was listening from the astral blood. plane. Um, were you talking about the show Spellbinder before you recorded the Australian program about like fantasy laser battles? Ooh, that's what it's called? Maybe. Like when they yeah. have the convict from the future and then even further in the future, they have like kids who are going to watch him as a history example and then they'll wind <laughs> up in the present. It could be. It was a weird like Australian-Polish co-production. Um, 
Anyway, we can get more into Spellbinder later on. Perhaps. Wasn't Spellbinder was the one where they had the gloves that could create energy mm. balls, right? They go, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was like steampunk before steampunk was a thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was steampunk before the 1880s. Yeah, we're, we're a very avant-garde nation, you see. So we're well ahead of these um, fashion trends. Krell, I really want to travel in times. So I have no idea. <laughs> Bro, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Spencer is Jules Verne. And I'm pretty damn sure that Marcel Duchamp is just Tim with a funny hat. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, But um, no more of that. What's the plan for this evening? I mean, I'm happy to just like scream as loud as I can. But hold on, Krell. Can you just just describe? So for everyone, for all our Australian listeners, Krell is mm-hmm. now going to describe a well-known Australian TV show that he once saw in Sweden. Can you just ex- can you explain the premise of it again, just so people know? Okay. Because no one Which knows one? what the fuck you're talking about. But okay. Go, oh yeah. Go, Wait, go, go, go. The first one, or the one we identified the theme song to, that I started singing, and apparently Spence might have heard it. Or oh no, no, not around the twist. Like everyone knows around the twist with like Bronson yeah, and classic. all that shit. Uh, but uh, have you okay. ever ever so felt the like this? Was this? You had like a bunch of kids in the far, far future who yeah. had like a history lesson, and their teacher, okay. and they were all dressed in white togas, obviously. Okay. And there's like a big <laughs> classroom, and the teacher's like, and now to learn about history, I'm going to summon like a soldier from one of the worst times in human history, like the future wars. And he had this grimy dude with like dreadlocks and like a gas mask. And he showed up with a laser gun. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And tried to shoot him. And the teacher's like, your puny weapons have no effect. So he destroyed the laser gun. And then this convict dude with the dreadlocks like took a kid hostage and punched out the teacher. And he time traveled back to like 1990s. Hell yeah. Like, no, we must surely capture him. So they sent like a bunch of kids and a teacher into the 1990s mm. and then they teamed up with a couple of contemporary kids and they tried to find this like Mad Max laser criminal who what? I think tried to like buy up all the important stock and he has traveled around Australia doing insane shit. And was, the guy's name, was the bad guy's name Silverthorne? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're, talking I about, I think, I think you're talking yeah. about the girl from tomorrow. What the <clears> fuck? <throat> I've never heard of that. That's fucking madness. Really? It's pretty baller, dude. Anyway, it's exactly um, as described, but it's a little before or maybe... Oh, no, it's, a, it's actually perfectly out of time. It's 91, 92. Um, Jesus, so. Vince, I'm in awe yeah. of your, like, arcane knowledge. This yeah. was intentionally done. You guys have somehow tricked me into revealing <laughs> my deepest childhood secrets. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, my how is this is real? Jesus. This year, so this is... Uh, I'll read, like, the, uh, the Wikipedia, just, like, synopsis. The Girl from Tomorrow is an Australian science fiction children's TV series created by Film Australia... The series is based around Alana, a girl from the year 3000. <laughs> At the start of the series, she is kidnapped by Silverthorn, a criminal from the year 2500, and brought back in time to the year 1990. Hmm. Wait, why do they make, they make it like, cool, it's 3000, 2500, uh, just around 1990. Couldn't they have made it 2000? <laughs> yeah, just 500 years back, 500 years back, 500 in the far future, they have like telepathy and shit. So this mm. laser criminal, that's his name now, yeah. he's like easily overhanded by a six-year-old. So it's like, I'm going to go back to a time where my arcane magic, because he has like a laser blaster with a claw on his arm. He's mm. like, I'll go back to a time where it can easily subdue everyone. So it goes back to 91. I think he steals like a car super easily and lifts up a car. and It's insane. Do you think they didn't Do you think they didn't set it in 2000? Because even in 1990, they were like, oh, what's 2000 going to be like? Flying cars and shit, right? So 10 years yeah. away. <laughs> We can't date ourselves and make it yeah. seem like it's you know, totally absurd. <laughs> we can't, we don't, we can't even imagine like, 2000. 
Oh, they're like, how far in the future will we actually have well-mannered kids who do not <laughs> abuse telepathy for their own gain? <laughs> well, it's not going to happen in a thousand years at least, because my kids are, you know, greedy, and I was a greedy. So three thousand, let's <laughs> let's hit, let's go for three thousand. Nobody's going to fact check this. Uh, there it is. <laughs> uh, okay, and then, Ernie, and, yeah. And due to misrepresentation, you and Spence went into the past and invented global warming just to make sure that three thousand <laughs> never happens. Yeah. That's not the future at all. <laughs> just to spite you, bro. Just to spite you. All right. So let's talk about uh, fucking the version wars. So obviously, like as we all know, like pre six ed, there was like the sort of just like the fucking savage barbarian times where like yeah, pretty much any era. Hammer dark days. Yeah. Yep. And cards, came... cards, and wooden discs, and I don't even know. Yeah, all sorts of cards templates. and crazy shit. Yeah. Dowling Road. Yeah. Um. Then along came six ed. And it was like fucking basically like the uh, like the Renaissance essentially like it just like yeah. fucking holy shit this is like fantasy as it was meant to be like Forsog charts and all that sort of shit like all the fucking the light of civilization the light yeah. of civilizations brought over the world and you actually yeah. got like models for stuff you had yeah, so you yeah. Have, like whittle a wizard or yeah know, casting in lead speed yeah. of army books and everything you know yeah. an actual playable game. Good times. There, yeah. there was one. There was one un- unfortunate thing during six that it, it, it though, which is where they split up a lot of the split up the books, split up undead into two, split up chaos into three, and sort of um sort of those well a actually of muck around. <laughs> I did actually. check this for our last episode, and yeah. in sixth ed, up to the middle of sixth ed, you still had chaos unified. Then they split chaos hordes, but you still had chaos legions. Don't ask. And chaos legions was demons and chaos warriors. But it does say you can also play this book with chaos hordes, which is basically chaos legions. Yeah. yeah. And then you have storm of magic, which I know you guys hate for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like anathema to your existence. Wait, what? Which one? I'm pretty sure. Storm, storm of chaos. chaos right? yeah. Oh, storm of chaos. Sorry, I thought you said storm of magic. I was gonna say I love yeah. storm of magic. <laughs> that's what you wanted to hear. Yeah. So no, that's a wonderful book. I love the wheel. That's, that is what I do. Uh, yeah. And it's, <laughs> And, and in Storm of Magic, they have like this. Now you can play all chaos together again. Finally, yeah, yeah the dream. Um, okay, so yeah, sixth yep, edition so, comes along. Yep. Thomas Pyrrhonid, you know, squares out his brainchild. Yeah, exactly. Um, then, then, so then, so then, everything's like sailing along pretty well, right? Like six heads, fucking going. Fucking, yeah. And there's all these lists. There's like Listen, White Dwarf. We've got so much spare time. They're doing Listen, White Dwarf and like compilation yeah. generals compendiums and all this other shit. All these like uh, campaign books Sub-lists, and stuff. Cults like, of Slanesh. Yeah. All that kind of good business. Yeah. They're fucking yeah. smashing it. One of the things they did with White Dwarf is basically like, uh, oh no, you took out, I don't know, Tularis. You took out Krell. You took out Heinrich Kemmler. And they're like, uh, no, if you buy the latest White Dwarf, you can do Krell. You can do oh, <laughs> DLC content. Wow, sinister. Oh, they were DLC oh, yeah. before people even knew what DLC we're even ready for DLC. Yeah. Wait until they get to loot boxes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so so then uh, for some reason... I, I got the free minis you got with the White Dwarf, like the exclusive scopes. That's the yeah. loot box right there. Um, <coughs> pay to okay. win. Right. Yeah, you always know what it is, though. There's no randomness to it. Anyway. <laughs> hey, pay to win with the army books, bro. Like, you gotta, you got to get it right. <laughs> but anyway, so then... Pay to lot... win were high elves. Yeah. High yeah, elves yeah. are pay to win. Any elves? Any kind of elf escalation? Anyway, then along comes they just fucking decide to bring out Seventh Ed just out of nowhere and like for some reason fucking shit the bed, redo a bunch of the lists but do them like really like super low blood sugar, uh-huh. get, get rid of all like the um you know like the the specialty lists and stuff like the dwarf. Book. It was in that period where like forty k was also like trimming down lists to the bare minimum for some uh, reason like that was a design it. decision they made. You remember remember that really shit house um yeah. chaos uh, 
Chaos Space Marine book that was just oh, like... Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. The same oh, time yeah. period. Yeah. I don't really know why they did chaos. that. Ugh. They decided... People hate complexity and like fun wrinkles and things. Do you think that was the like same a, time? Do you think that was... Yeah. It must have been the same time. Yeah. You, it that was, was, yeah. That, so I heard that the Chaos thing was when it went from like the awesome book, like the 3.5 or whatever, to the just yeah. the super... Everything's been stripped out book. That was when yeah. Jervis Johnson came in and was like, I've got to fucking fix Warhammer by making it super, <laughs> super, super fucking just uh, super vanilla. Yeah. Um, mm. so when they had the, the, the People super are confused by numbers options. and choices. <laughs> yeah. You get one core choice. Yeah. I, I need so many options. I've got so many options. I didn't know what to take, like a bolt pistol <laughs> or a bolt gun. What do I do? Fuck. I have a friend who's played, I think, Warhammer since first edition, and he played Fantasy since first edition, yeah. and he swears this shit is cyclical. Because <laughs> in second ed, yeah. you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Sure. Along came yeah. third ed, streamlined. Fourth ed, eh, streamlined. Fifth ed, and it's just like, basically, it's just milk and honey for everyone. Fifth ed, Warhammer, <laughs> uh, Warhammer 40k. Because I have, like, the Witch Hunter book, the Grey Knight book, I have the Dark Eldar <laughs> start playing in fifth. And yeah. It's just like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Put an Archon on a ba- bike, put him on a hoverboard, yeah. uh, bring in, like, what's her name, Cruella de Vil. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a cyclical, and uh, and on top of that, they also, uh, uh, they like to white ant, like, an edition before they bring in the new edition. So just bring out, like, just, we'll just spend a good six months just churning out shit that just makes the game fucking redonkulous. And then we, and then, and we have the next edition ready to go, and we're like, hey, you know how this game's just gotten way too fucking crazy and out of control? Like by our own hand, yeah. Anyway, so we're, we're going to sell you this new thing, which is the new edition, and then they and then they put that out. So you know, like fucking, let's call it what it is. They definitely engage in some good old fashioned white handing of their own products to sell the next sell the next iteration. But I mean, who doesn't, uh, right? It's still going on, isn't it? I mean, like, okay, we have eighth edition. It's streamlined. Oh wait, now we have a apocalypse. Wait, now you have yeah. to have five books to play <laughs> Warhammer Fantasy, yeah. Warhammer Forty K eighth edition. Yeah, yeah. Still yeah. going on, Tim. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the wheel turns. Well, well, think about this, right? And this is nothing to do with fantasy. This is like a 40k thing, right? Set seventh edition 40k. They brought out the rule book for that, and everyone's playing it, and like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then they brought out, and then they started bringing out formations, and everyone's like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, well, there's some benefits. And blah, blah, blah. Then they bring out the fucking air war book, which is just like a whole book just about air war that no one adopts at all. Then they bring out more and more shit, and make it so fucking ridiculous. And then everyone's just like, oh my god, 7th Ed's the worst, I fucking hate 7th Ed, That's, we need to fucking get rid of it. And then they go, don't worry, we've fucking thought of that, um, we've, we've got 8th Ed, here you go, everyone can play this. To, Fresh and, start. And how did they fix heresy? They literally just went back to the original book before even the erratas and just reprint, just printed that out, just went print. <laughs> and that's what the Horus Heresy Red Book is, like the Bible, is literally just the first edition of 7th with none of the extra shit that the studio brought out to white out the edition. And it's fucking fine. <laughs> so, yeah, best, crazy yeah, time. The best thing is, if you read, like, the Bad Wars and the older books or the Monsters Arcanum and Tamarkan, you can really mm. see, like, the golden age of Forge World and the books themselves. And like you say, yeah. a lot of them is, like, 6th Ed Fantasy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or 5th Ed Warhammer 40K. So, like, the yeah. best editions of both games. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> settled, right? 5th Ed 40K is what, like, Heresy came from. Yeah, you're right. Right. Anyway, the timeline. So we reach yeah. in 2010, uh, the golden edition, the platinum edition, let's say, maybe. <laughs> Is 2010 when Aether comes out? Mm-hmm. Yep. Holy shit, nine years old. Wow. Midway, midway through 2010. Yeah, we're old as the uh, hills. Because we were playing at the tail end of um, seventh edition, weren't we? Yeah. We, like, picked it up again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember so playing... old enough to drink in France. Yeah, <laughs> I think I played one event of seventh ed before and then like two weeks after that or something they just brought out the new edition and i was like oh, yeah. holy shit 
Um, Paradigm shift. Yeah, everything's changed. This edition's so great. It's got everything yeah. we ever wanted. Um, finally, like, well, what the hell's going on? Is this real? Um, there, there was obviously the the portion of time where you had to use all the seventh ed books, and yeah. obviously some some races never even got further than that. Some were just like for Bretonians, for example, and uh, like Skaven and Beastmen. Yeah, they, they were just stuck with the book forever. But even with those armies still back, you know. Uh, it just shows like the great, like the design that they that they had for eighth. They like those armies, you know, like Skaven, Beastman. Michael wins with fucking Beastman all the time. Like I, I find it really hard to beat his fucking Beastman army. And that's and, and Bretonians. Bretonians were one of the most fucking ape shit lists sometimes. Uh, if you took like the the one fucking power build, like the Brett boss, fucking unkillable three <laughs> characters in the front with the mega charging banner and all that shit. I mean that shit that was still super powerful. Um, all the way through to the end of eighth in the tournament scene. So uh, I don't know. Feels feels like with eighth they just really got it right in that way. Um, and then what happened? They fucking so what? Eight years later? How long did that go for before they killed um, killed everything? No, years. I can tell you actually. The end time started in twenty fourteen, the end of twenty fourteen or something like that. Because I had a new job oh, and I had to be customer yeah. service and be there the entirety of Christmas. So I just read the end mm. times first two books and I'm like, hey, this is good. <laughs> I'm going to get back in fantasy. And then just as I ordered all my shit, yeah. they're like, hey, here's the Arkham book. And I'm like flipping to the end. Yeah. Damn, that So we only had like yeah. about four or five good years of um, 8th edition. Yeah, it was. Seems like yeah. longer. And do you know what, Spencer, that also, the start of 8th that also coincides with like the golden period where the Australian dollar was really high against the American dollar. So all the uh, fucking yes. American metal bands came out and played here. And it was like the fucking <laughs> golden age. We just saw so many. And even European bands came out here because the Australian dollar was so good. And then, yeah, and then truly we had a golden Aether. age. Yeah, there was a golden age in every way, cultural and and <laughs> and tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two pillars of culture, international metal acts and tabletop war games. <laughs> two um, indicators of success. Yeah. That's like the pillars of society right there. Yeah. 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 Get clean water, international metal bands, yeah. and yeah. strong tabletop scene. Yeah. Um, oh, so no, I how, sorry. How are we going to structure this argument, or are we just going to sort of freeform scream? Um, so I've got like, well, freeform scream would be great. I'm not going to knock that, but oh, yeah. must, no, you told me it was Graham Hancock. It was Graham Hancock who I was talking about earlier. Um, okay, good. He, he also okay. had um, what's his name on as well, right? Um, fucking old man. Uh, I can never remember <laughs> their goddamn names. You know the old guy. I'm going to help like, you with the name quest any further. The, Sorry. Guy, the guy who looks like Santa Claus, and he Randall yeah, yeah, Carson. Yes. Anyway. Uh, so I thought we'd talk about army list building, first of all, and then we'll just go through some of the phases of the game as well and just talk about like the differences between them. Now, do you think, here's a question mm. though before we start on that, do you think, mm. because we haven't just talked inane shit enough yet already, um, do you think the edition wars in fantasy are as fervent as the D&D edition was? Oh, no way. I think it's like, I think it's fairly good natured um, in fantasy, whereas the Dungeons and Dragons edition wars, like... <laughs> People will flat out refuse to play certain ones, and I'm one of them. Like, um, it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, fundamentally, whatever Warhammer you're playing, it's still a tabletop war game where you're rolling d6s and you're mm. moving blocks of dudes around into each other and casting mm. spells and shit. But like, you know, the, there was that edition of D and D fourth, I think, where <laughs> they totally were trying to like, you know, derail the theater of the mind paradigm and make it yeah. into essentially like a, a, a tabletop MMO, um, and. Man, that that hound does not hunt. A home you don't play. <laughs> yeah, the theater, yeah. Trying to just like fucking cut out theater in the mind. Are you out of your minds? Also, they they that was also when they did the huge like um 
uh, made the huge mistake of trying to re- just change a bunch of the fluff, like just yeah, um, via yeah, industry. destroy the forgotten realms and so on. Yeah, yeah, like teleporting in bits from other realms, and then and then mm. in the end they actually in game retconned it out as well. They didn't just retcon <laughs> it; they in game retconned. So like, I, I don't really follow the world of Faerun, which I think it's called for a couple of years now. But what? I remember playing That's Planescape, the game, and yes. like the tabletop game, and they've always had like the planes, right? Yeah. And the eternal hellish war. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from I'm from the old World of Darkness background. I just have a feeling Spence played it, and you probably have too, Tim. And it's like <laughs> the old World of Darkness versus the new World of Darkness is basically like a trench war without civility, but with extra mustard gas because <laughs> just endless grinding I'm, brutality. Yeah, I'm from the old World of Darkness, and we had a schism way back in like '95 because they had like one of the clans was. They have a, a, how to explain this without going too deep. Okay, no, 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 no. Go as deep as you want. Go as deep as you want. Okay, and in Swedish, if you must. Flesh crafting discipline, which is like their magic, which is basically that they can change people's physical appearance and bone and blood. Wait, wait, before you go on, are you you going to talk about the Soul Eater? I am. Okay, keep going. Basically, in the beginning, it was like, oh, this means they have creepy powers. And then it's like, they got their powers because they traveled too deep and a soul-eating, almost alien infestation set upon them. And the magic they're spreading is going from person to person until it conquers the world. Yeah. And then they shifted it from second edition. Like, no, they just have magic. Uh, they learned it from a demon, possibly. Oh, and yeah. Also, here are some demon worshippers. They're called the Bali. Yeah. Oh, that's the best thing. Because it used to say, like, in one of the vampire books, like, in a sidebar, if you play one of these characters, when you die, you go to hell. No ifs and buts, no game master stuff. Your guy game goes to hell, and and he is the. <laughs> when your character goes to hell, he will be the bottom bitch because the demons are not impressed. He will serve in, I think it's called the rings of displeasure for eternity. You cannot bring him back from undeath. Yeah, good old, uh, so, old world of darkness. What is, what, what is it? Is it is it games? I don't. I've never. I'm not it's sure the setting for like Vampire the Masquerade. Or oh, Mage, okay, um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Mage. Yeah, oh, yeah, Mage yeah. was just like how to break the game. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah you have like Mage and Werewolf, and you have of course Fae and Mummy and the Hunters. Yep, Wraith, yeah. the Oblivion. Um, yeah, dude, I was a mod on an IRC channel called like Hashtag Malkavians, so that's how deep my shit goes. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, Tim, when they, they had, like, an end-time-like event, it was called Gehenna. Everybody yeah. got, like, an end book. This is how the world could end. Yeah. You can run scenarios, like, you guys could be redeemed or just literally go to hell, and their vampire great-daddy comes back and goes, like, oh, no, 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 we're clean slate, wipe out humanity. Yeah. yeah. And then they did the new old world of darkness, uh, and it's just shit. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Apparently, lately, they've been introducing stuff like uh, Danish uh, pride characters with Islamic backgrounds who actually think that we should have tolerance in the world. And <laughs> they have a lot of like strange books that people from the old world of darkness refuse to acknowledge. So did if you, you want to see someone um, in it. Did you follow <laughs> yeah. the drama where they reprinted um, the uh, the old school vampire revised book from the old world of darkness? And it was a bunch D20. of like students doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then people got like really down on them because they were like, I don't know, like secret Nazis or something. Yeah, I think one of them was like, he wasn't a secret Nazi. He was like, <laughs> yes, yes, no, it's true. Uh, I am a member of Holosverige Svenskt, keep keep Swedish. <laughs> and I am also a part yeah. of something called Nordfront, which is basically like the Asatru is the one true religion. And I oh, think yes. even Christians should be expelled. Yeah. Uh, but the problem was one of their yeah. other members was a convicted sexual felon. <laughs> so uh, one of the books. Sell you over RPG license to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, Tim, you have to remember the old world of darkness, and I'm not making this up. You had a book called 
Romani, the Gypsy People. <laughs> that was like a book. And another one called The Ghoul Fatal Addiction, which was basically like, your character is a junkie who sells themselves for sex to their vampire granddaddy. That's an actual book. I'm yeah. not making it up. Yeah, ghouls. And he had one called yeah, Mafia, the Italian threat, question mark. That's just a book, again. Yeah, Italian <laughs> Oh, don't forget, Channel Houses of Europe, the Shoah, which is an expansion yeah. entirely about the Holocaust. Whoa, yeah. Vampire Holocaust. Then it was yeah, about playing ghosts. Yeah. They had oh. a rule which was basically Hitler was not a uh, vampire. Napoleon was not a vampire. Rasputin was totally a vampire. Yeah. Anyone else is up for grabs, but the Holocaust is a terrible tragedy. We're never going to yeah. make comments on it. Yeah. Except also, the Armenian... Yeah, the Armenian genocide was totally a thing. So, like, for the Holocaust, <laughs> they said that there were a lot of vampires on both sides. Yeah. They're both bad Mistakes people. Mistakes were made. Don't worry about it. Anyway, moving on. A lot of good vampires on both it. sides. Yeah. 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 But then, 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 in 2001, something way bad happened, 9-11. And yes. people were like, oh, I wonder if I can make a vampire scenario. And apparently, there was, there was a Middle Eastern book on the way, but they scrapped all of it. Oh no. We're gonna make like Asamites and like the jihad dudes from you know Rambo Free and yeah. from True Lies working together unearthing and just scrapped the entire fucking book. Yeah. And it so, said like so we think this it, is a tragedy and is, we will not comment upon it. Is this when uh so I've watched the documentary on, on the whole thing when um I can't remember any of these names and things, but like they basically they emerged with a computer game company, right? So that they could make this computer game. But then basically like in the in the Simpsons when like Homer gets the uh like hair transplant from Snake and then the <laughs> transplant rejects him, basically the computer game company just rejected the pen and paper company and they just killed it. That's what <clears> happened, <throat> right? Like that that's... Yeah, that's they they were gonna do an MMO RPG. Yeah. 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 What, and then the computer game company just ate them up. What up by the uh the Icelandic guys who make um Eve Online? <laughs> um yeah. and then Eve Online's company just destroyed them. Um yeah. and White Wolf was like scattered to the winds. Yeah, that's so crazy. So that's what happens to these psychos. It was, I guess it was during like that age. Remember those that point during the nineties? You could just fucking there was like it was like the punk era where you could just like say fucking whatever crazy shit you wanted, man. Fucking, I yeah. guarantee you, no one will ever be worried if you say say extreme shit. And then like cut to ten years later, and it's just like oh, whoa, 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 whoa. let me you? read you a little brief um, line from the White Wolf Publishing Wikipedia page. So. Um, another company bought out the White Wolf IP from um, the guys who make EVE Online. Mm. But then, however, in November 2018, as a result of backlash generated by materials pertaining to the, in quotes, murder of gay Chechens, published <laughs> in the Masquerade 5th edition source book, it was announced that White Wolf would no longer function as an entity separate from its parent company and would cease developing and publishing products. Whoa. What are they talking about? The thing is... I, I I used to know a guy, one of my old like dungeon masters, which is called a storyteller in Vampire the Masquerade, yeah. uh, used to actually work with a subsidiary White Wolf. And yeah. apparently White Wolf was just like Tim said. It's like Seattle's in the 90s, you know. A bunch yeah. of clever IT guys come together to create something. It's way too popular. The entire White Wolf writing team was like feral. One of them was like, I want to make a game about a guy who sexually imprisons people and gains power from it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, no. We're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to call it, it up. Promethean. <laughs> we're going to tie it into Mary Shelley. And someone's like, I want to do like fairies, but they're also evil. Yeah, no, cool, classic. And also they kidnap children for nefarious purposes. And one of them is explicitly a trafficking ring. Yeah, no, cool. Let's do that. Yeah. And this just went on for years. And they made so much money. They made so much money. <laughs> they didn't know what to fund. Yeah. yeah, and then it just, like you say, if I... 
if I had to be responsible for the shit I said between the age of 13 to 17, I would be in prison. Yeah. And oh, these yeah. guys some you... did go to prison. Yes. And their source book were used as proof against them. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at the role play table. Like, fucking. <clears throat> like, I never played anything that fucking, uh, you know, like politically charged, just playing D&D. But some of the shit we've done in D&D campaigns, you would definitely, like, if somebody was like, if somebody actually thought you would do that in real life, you'd get in trouble. Like you'd, <laughs> there'd be questions asked. So, I guess yeah, it just uh, you know shows you that uh, edition was get vehement. Yeah, and I can also yeah. hear that your like hunger for I don't know black clad girls in corsetry was not really <laughs> that peaking in your teens. Uh, Rennie's super no, important never... you. He and I have spoken about this. There was like seriously at the high school that I went to. There was no goth people, so I don't know if that's just yeah. like a. Like a, a That's bizarre, because Brisbane's always been the valley of the spider people. It's the yeah. most goth city in um, Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the spider people. But there was, yeah. Do you guys have like an no arcade goth. temple? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, deep under the um, city hall. Um, <laughs> no, like, like Tim can verify this for you. Like, mm. It's not like a Brisbane summer's day if you can't walk outside and see some like chubby dude in like a full Matrix outfit just like sweating yeah. his dick off. Yeah, yeah. You, there's definitely like, and especially... Uh, just walking through the city, you would definitely see many people dressed like Neo from the Matrix. Yes. And definitely if you went out have, on have like you, a Friday night. Have either of you been to Stockholm? No. Like ever? No. Is it okay. just all Matrix, all Neos? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to have to try and explain this. And again, I'm going to have to stand up for shit I said uh, as a teacher. <laughs> when I was a kid and the internet was just like waking up, 97, 98. Yeah, yeah. If I want a role-playing group or playing Warhammer Fantasy, uh, my best bet, and it's not a joke, going to the central of Stockholm called T-Centralen, literally meaning T-Central, and I walked up a couple of stairs and there was a big fountain there with like a glass statue in it. Yeah. And this was drained like nine or ten days in the summer. And in that fountain, you would find like 20 people from the goth skate and the suit scene. <laughs> and one of them would always be reading like Vampire the Masquerade. You just went up and shouted to them and you probably got a gamer group. <laughs> and this is what we did. No, we didn't have anywhere to hang out. So we hung out at like obscure cafes that wanted us to buy coffee and get the fuck out. Yeah. And this is just how we met people. Damn. <laughs> and then we got Mirk. And this is just literally how we compounded groups. Or you went to like Fantasia and just picked up your characters and hope someone was not going to crush your dick with like uh, a dwarf army <laughs> I got nine so cannons yeah let's play 3000 point yeah. game I got nine cannons okay cool you got magic yeah you can <laughs> you can have all the spells if you want I don't care okay yeah, time I one I go first boom, boom, boom. oh yeah. oh no <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so if you're born from like 90 and onwards, you do not know how lucky you are. You have the yeah. internet. Yeah. I had to go like talk to strangers, hope nobody tried to rob me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds horrible. I I, I, thought, I just assumed the most goth people met each other in high school. That seems to be like all the goth groups that I know are all just like high school buddy goth goth peoples. But we just yeah, like, and we're Anna, 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 Anna like and I went to the same groups. school and it was like no goth people. It was just no, or no one who was like forced their way into that scene, I guess. <laughs> it was weird. It was gothing out, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, just uh, basic bitch D&D was enough for me. But, yeah, okay, let's get yeah, back. Speaking about horrible shit in the 90s, you want to talk about yeah. Eighth Edition? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's, let's frame this debate somewhat. So what are, you, yeah, what so, are we going to start with? Let, so let's talk about uh, just the the lists and how they, uh, how they worked because uh, usually, like, the editions sort of, Oh, I guess the additions did change. But one of the things that changes with the additions is how the is the powers of the lists. Sometimes they make magic real good. Sometimes they make combat real good. Sometimes they make gun lines real good or characters real good, whatever. Um, yeah. I think Cavalry. Like, yeah. I, sure. I, I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, but 
I feel like they sort of took the best ideas from the sixth ed lists and sort of uh, seven, and then when seventh ed came along, they sort of did whatever fucking just clear uh, pacified them or whatever. I feel like eighth ed when they brought back those lists, they were they were pretty good. Um, but because they had to change the edition quite a bit, they had to cast away some of the magic items. That would be my like. Yeah, I mean, when you dig through the shard ruins of the Library of Alexandria, you're only gonna get like half found scrolls. So you did lose a couple of things from six to eight. Yeah, yeah. even <laughs> even know, like seven tons of items, but yeah. Even seven you know, like the of lists and like the yeah. non arsenal list or like the slayer cults just going blood dragon stuff like that. I kind of miss it in eighth. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's I, important I to remember that, that in general, the baseline books, you know, <clears throat> they, they would have just a greater variety of units in the first place. So you, you could still sort of make flexi guys. But yeah, you're right. Like the, the loss of whatever cult of slash in particular was a, a really sore one for me. Which yeah. coincides with the loss of buying DS Demonettes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and you're right. Like when you look back at the sixth edition books, like the um, the the endless pages of magic items, that was such a delight to page through, um, and a bit of a shame that in eighth edition they really like spared those down and just you know encouraged you to rely on the base rule book magic items. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think I think. Do you think that's for like just like tournament reasons or something like that? Like the game. No, I mean it's just a design decision. I think like mm. back in the day, you know, everyone had their own custom bespoke like four plus ward that was mm. like you know variously sixty points or like thirty five points or something. So mm. they decided just to standardize it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Chris said it pretty well in our last episode of the Old World Lives, the Old World Lives podcast, a Warhammer Fantasy podcast by the Old World Lives. Uh, and <laughs> basically, everybody has a couple of, of baseline items, like yeah. the Sword of Striking, or like, yeah. here's your four plus ward. Yeah. In homogenizing in like the amount of special magical items we have, you can reduce a lot of, for the lack of a better word, shit fuckery. Yeah, like, unexpected I can buy. Yeah, like uh, endless magic. I can buy like fifteen point item that lets me just cast magic spells over and over again. Yeah. Or like the dwarves have like the endless runes you just put on cannons. I think you can abuse eighth edition if you go in with a tournament mindset, but in sixth edition sometimes you unintentionally abuse stuff. <laughs> yeah, you just rock up to an event and then like, oh wait, this is actually fucking amazing. Thanks. Or like playing um, a casual game and like, oh no, it turns out that my vampire literally can't die because it's impossible for me to roll two ones simultaneously. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I think thinking about the Beastman book, which is one of those like fucking magic items out the wazoo um, tomes, um, in the end, people only ever used like three or four of those in actual play. Um, so I don't know whether that's like a sort of that's something that influenced their design decision making where they were like, uh, there's a bunch of things in here people just never fucking take, so let's just, you know, cut yeah, it down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it, it did give you way more like uh the thing about the seventh, sixth and seventh third items was it gave you way more like uh just sort of uh mental exercise, Flavor. sort of tr- tr- trying to make the like the most fucking crazy combos and going yeah, in different sure directions. Enough. Um, that's the only thing I miss. You know what they did miss though? They missed the fucking massive opportunity of just taking that list of magic items in the Warhammer Fantasy book and then doing like an, a book where it's like a picture of each item and then just some made up fucking bullshit about it and its background. <laughs> that would have made it. That would have been so fucking good. Just like his, like the, the um, like the Wargear book from Second Edition, Forty K. Yeah, yeah. Like the other trickster shard. Where the fuck is? What the fuck's the story of this? And then just like just make up some outrageous story, just outlandish stories about all the fucking items. That would have been fucking shit, shit hot. <laughs> have you I know cool. I spoke about it earlier and I will harp on about the Praden, but if you look Please. in the Monsters Arcanium, you get two or three pages of just that, like special yeah. magic items. Yeah, and they have like a bit longer text. Yeah. 
and they have like you know found deep within the ruins of ancient <laughs> yes. town. Here is the jawbone of Katolov, one of the hidden champions of the Ixotef dynasty. Yeah, hell yeah. I take a free plus ward save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Or like the laser guns of third or fourth edition. Yeah, yeah, they should. Yeah, they could have done. Well, anyway, um, so in in terms of units, like it's probably we probably need to sort of sort of i just realized we probably need to list like the biggest differences between sixth and eighth before we uh to, to truly talk about lists because i was just about to say cavalry was sucking the bomb in fucking sixth and then i realized ah oh, well fucking there's a reason for that so, yeah why is that so i think like the biggest differences for me were that you if you charged you struck first Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that would break that is if you were standing still, someone charged you and you had always strikes first, you would then strike first. Um, and you took unit, you took casualties, even though you took the models from the back of the unit, you, they counted as coming from the front. And if you kill, and, and because you're only struck in one rank on either side, like little fucking boys, just like play gaming, um, <laughs> you only struck in one rank. If you killed like all of their dudes on the charge, you killed five 20 mil toughness three fucking humans or three or 20 four mil, even. yeah three or four fucking toughness four dwarves uh then uh, you just didn't get to strike back so it was just like obviously fucking cavalry was the best because they had you, when you charge you you always charge double range so they would just sit at like fucking 8 16 to 18 whatever 20 inches depending on what you're riding and then just be like, oh, huh, silly dwarf, you can only charge six. Well, I guess I'll be going first, and I automatically make it in, oh, and then Tim, I kill your front rank. In those sixth edition days, there was no pre-measuring, so it became a gentleman's oh. game of guessing. Yeah, geez. Are you, are you, are you in fact, at charge range or not? Can if you I fuck it up, are those, like, iron breakers going to kind of charge you and pull your dick off? Yeah. Mm. This feels like a deep sort of, like, mental trauma for you, Tim. Did this Am happen a lot to you? <laughs> Yeah, dude. I, I mean, a... here in the Tower of Safri, I can see you fingering that <laughs> bottle of earth wine pretty heavily. Are, are you going to be okay? <laughs> like, that chalice is draining itself by now. Yeah, yeah. You're meant to be defending your, uh, this game. How are you going to defend it, bro? Like, what are you saying? Do you, you reckon Easy. that was good, just always being able to charge double? Because that meant the dwarves could charge six inches, and your fucking yeah. guys could just charge. You could just be like, oh, well, you're never going to get to charge. You're never going to get to strike. Dwarves, like, would just never got to strike. Like, when would you get to strike? Like you don't have magic well, to give you I'm extra arms. As a necromancer, I don't know how like your arcane stunty stuff works, mm. yeah. but with a three-inch move skeleton <laughs> or like a four-inch move grave guard, which is just vulnerable out in the open, what you do is that you tactically position it, and to a certain extent, you're right because you have to lock into your game plan pretty early in the game, and positioning is key. I think Ryan Kimmel from Radio Free Estwana said that. The movement phase is one is the most important phase, and in Warhammer Fantasy Sixth Edition, this is definitely true. And it actually goes into way medieval medieval combat that you go in and you fight, and usually one unit flees. You don't slaughter all of them. Mm-hmm. You take out, you kidnap some noblemen, you fight some dudes. So you have to position very tactically. And if it's stage deployment, it can be really difficult because you have to remember free reform isn't really a thing usually. So you have to tactically position yourself from the beginning, look out your goals. Like you're fighting for a tower, you really need to make sure you get into base contact. Also, pre-measuring is not a thing, uh, but I think we all had that friend who had like an inch stick and he just held it in his hands and went, hmm. (laughs) And then he like held it in there. Ah, and then he holds it vaguely over the table. 
I see. And you're like, yeah, dude, you're pretty much No, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking no, literally just, with. Yeah. Well, exactly <laughs> 43 inches with my cannon now. Oh, that's like one inch in the front. Wow. How'd you guess yeah. that? I don't hear, man. It, it, I think it does make. It... Sorry, go on. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think, like you were going to say, it does make for a different experience. And if you try to play 6th edition like you play 8th edition, it's just got more work. But yeah. if you think about as pre-staging and having a bit more like a naval battle, which is a straight thing to say, uh, then it works. You have to pre-measure, have a game plan, and have a way to make it work. Yeah, but and game that is play- very different for all the armies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. But so so why would I ever uh, take, say, Longbeards who would never get to actually do anything when I could just take more cannons and make everybody upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, one, because just, you're not a shitbag. Uh, <laughs> two, because, mm, I mean, is it, is it really story reasonable that your dwarves just roll out a bunch of cannon and stand back and fire? Oh, yeah, no, I'm fine with what, that. Like hey, man, in 6th ed, I'm totally fine with that because there is the added, like with cannons, there's the added fucking, you know, like, who, who knows what's going to happen? Um, but, in, yeah. but, but why would I take, like, all, all my infantry and shit, like I, I leveled a dwarf at infantry, and there was just never any I until think, eighth. Tim, you're just... thinking in the paradigm of taking like eighth edition style blocks of thirty dudes, which you would very rarely, if ever, do in um, sixth edition. Yeah, like it'd be more, much more likely that you take a unit of like um, uh, and a twelve long beards in like a four by three formation. Yeah, and just but have, they, like, even they would do nothing. Scooting around the place, so you know maybe one of them gets annihilated, but then you know you've got flanks and you've got you know guys who can pincer in and shit like that. So. Mm. Just a smattering know, it, of little really boy units your... is what you're saying. Sorry, like a smatter, yeah. smattering of little boy units is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You but I mean, have... it's an intimate affair. You have to have like combined arms. <laughs> you can't just have infantry. You can't just have cannons. Yeah. Even the humble dire wolf would tear your fucking cannon a piece, and they're fast as fuck. But <clears> if you look at them with what a <clears> quirler <throat> or like a gun, they're gonna die. <clears> so you have like some wolves. You have some bats. You have some skeletons. Uh, you have your necromancer who can raise a piece of skeletons behind your cannon. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have a bit of everything. That, and that, yeah. That's the entire undead list as well. So that's handy. Like. <laughs> um, that's not true. You also have the thing nobody takes, like spiritos and wraiths <laughs> and the the Lamian vampires. Yeah, and the bad kind of bats. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. what, are, what are the other big differences? Magic system. Perhaps we'll get into that as its own little segment because that's a real contentious one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Charging. Uh, of course, the removal of the initiative beyond character tests. Yep. Uh, the fighting um, in close combat, like Tim said, with ranks. You don't have board formation. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of steadfast. Mm-hmm. The, the incredible rebalancing need for the fear rule as a whole, because oh, you don't wow, get yeah. to charge me. If That's I outnumber right. you, automatically flee. If I want to fight you, you have to take a fear test. Uh, yeah. After oh, just one yeah. turn, remember? Yeah, yeah. Fear and terror go from devastating to like, eh, it's all right, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I found that terror is good in Eighth Edition, just not great. But yeah. in in like on a ten ranked scale, it's like five or six in Eighth. But in Sixth Edition, it's up there on Eighth. Yeah. But terror is very rare. Like you have to pay premium big bucks to get it. That's true. Um, yeah, so in Sixth Edition, it worked as an aura essentially, right? So it was like a six inch bubble around whatever unit that had terror, and people just had to test whenever you arrived within that, so you could yeah. you know just flap a dragon behind someone's lines and then just cause a mass panic bubble just by being there, not even charging anyone. Mm. I think so too, yeah. Usually, yeah, you could, yeah. Uh, I had I'm a manticore. Of remembering rules. Too. Yeah, I had a manticore. Yeah. So I had a, um, like, my sixth ed army was like fucking just re- like a ridiculous chaos army of just all slinger shit. And I had a manticore guy and he would just like flap around, just scaring yeah. people. Ooh. Just ter- terrible and fools. So yeah, yeah. psychology, um, fairly different. Co- um, causing fear and outnumbering and then just auto-breaking shit was so good too. Yep. 
Like, holy That's fuck. entirely correct. Yeah. And you can still raise more <laughs> skeletons in combat. I of played course. against Jens, and I raised like 12 skeletons. I locked up his like swordmasters for, I think, two or three turns. Just kept <laughs> raising him faster, and he could kill him, basically. Yeah. Um, complete ranks being four wide rather than five. Another one. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. I like the look of a four-wide unit, and it's kind of a shame that there's no particular reason to field one in um, 8th edition, but anyhow. Yeah, do, do you think 6th so, Ed was sort of most games seem to have been around like 1,500-point level, right? Whereas, is that the case? Yeah, I'd say like around 1,500, 2,000. We used mm. to always yeah. play like 2,000, but that's because yeah. I insisted on bringing a Vampire Lord, which is a bad <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. An I'm army, not gonna buy more skeletons. I'm gonna buy more elite units. Yeah, like, yeah. A good thing to do. like, like, the, yeah. like the average six that army. When you look at games of people playing, seem to me to be would look like a fifteen hundred to two thousand eight third army basically. But eight third we yeah, always also, played like over two thousand. Well, usually. Yeah, one of the things to remember is, and this is twofold. When it went to six to seven, regardless of what value you put into it, they wanted to sell more models. I mean, that's the business issue they had. Of course. So huge blocks of units became way more common. And way back in 6th ed, I mean, Tim, just just as a quick Duncan experiment, what would you think <laughs> that a skeleton with light armor and a shield costs? Uh, like a, like <laughs> two points or something, right? Like in the olden days? It was like no. really cheap. Weren't they cheap? Ten points a model. What? Yeah, savage. In what edition? Yep. Sixth. Six, ten points. Mm, it's more okay. expensive than a dark health spearman. Yeah, I guess um, they're eight now. Like they're eight and fancy. Yeah, they're eight, but now yeah, you include hand weapon, shield, and light armor. Mm. Back in the day, you got hand weapon and shield, and you had to pay for light armor. If you <laughs> wanted a skeleton captain with day. like a spear and light armor, yeah, uh, you're talking like what? Uh, Twenty-one points. <laughs> uh, savagery. Which is like the cost of a I don't know a skaven mage or something. <laughs> or goblin, so everything costs goblin a bit more, so smaller games, and you have different rules for movement. It's a bit more of an intimate affair on a limited scale. And in yeah. Eighth Edition, you have the heroic battles. You'll hear like Chris, Nicholas, and Jimmy say that Eighth Edition is more like grand magic and an heroic age, as opposed to like the encompassing ennui and sadness of Sixth Edition. <laughs> and I think that's true because in Sixth Edition, it's like, oh, we gathered all the men we could who are available to fight to defend this like graveyard from yeah. the encroaching vampire. How many men do we have? Like sixty. I don't know, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a tradition. I gathered them. Oh, how many men live in this region? Ah, uh, 350. Yeah. Roundabouts. Yeah. And like I don't know, man. Like, Pegasi and... Okay, so I, I understand that, and I do like the, the way it's all, all phrased. However, <laughs> Aethered is like, it's it's not like it's fucking huge mega battles. It's just like, it's the it's the battles you want to play, but the Aethered rules actually allow you to handle that many models because you're attacking in two ranks or three ranks. You can, like a horde unit's only worth it because you're attacking with tons of extra dudes. Back in 6th ed, you'd never make a unit 30 because you're attacking the first rank, get fucking, lose combat by whatever, and then just get like rolled the fuck out of. Whereas now you can make that big unit because it's like you've got steadfast and you've got fucking like, uh, like way more attacks. It feels like the shit's doing way more stuff in combat. The combats actually feel like a proper fucking battle. Yeah, but you're still only using like 300 dudes. It's not like a. It's not like yes, a and unknowingly, unknowingly, you have now walked into my trap of wits <laughs> and here the steel feet clasps. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with sixth edition. You can't say like, oh, for every army you have huge units, you do this or that. No, for sixth edition, whatever army you play, you have to really build your army specifically for that sort of army book. No, because in eighth edition, it's like you need huge units and this and this. 
if you play vampire accounts, you have to build that very specifically. Sure, you just need two core troops. You can do whatever you want, but you need those skeletons because that's how the army synergizes. You play dark elves, you need to have some spearmen and some shards. If you, you play know? ratmen, you do this. And then you'll see the huge units. Have you seen Jimmy's Gabo army when we play 1,000 points? Yeah, that's right. He has one that's like 50 dudes. <laughs> no fooling. Oh, and yeah, I no, I've seen it. Army yeah. Thing. yeah. So it depends sort of what army book you play, whereas in 8th edition, you know, it's like a kid building Legos. There's no wrong way, but I'm going to stand <laughs> and judge you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I also I'm played 8th edition the other day, so. Yeah. I'm yeah. just sour because my slanish snake lord, I've named him White Snake, he just fled. Oh. And he refused to rally until the last turn. Wait, Slanesh? How'd he flee? Oh, he must have gone thrashed in combat or something. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks they're not unbreakable ever, like in the old days. Have you ever seen five Chaos Knights when a sorcerer's weaponry lose combat against Plague Monk Spence? Sure. I have. Every fucking day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Chaos Knights, the squibs that couldn't. Um... Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, okay. So, general list considerations. Um, is there anything structurally different between how you would write a list in 6th and 8th, apart from just sort of uh, yeah, having to I tailor say, a lot more? I'd say definitely when you create a list in 6th edition. And again, I'm not making a value judgment. I like both 6th well. edition and 8th edition, <laughs> but 6th edition is a superior game for people who enjoy chess, whereas 6th edition is like Duplos. 8th edition is like Duplos, you know. Nothing wrong with it. What? That's not my taste. It's like chewing a cigarette instead of smoking a beautiful cigar hand rolling a woman's pie. <laughs> I have no a bunch value, of just no, no value judgment. Yeah. <laughs> no value judgment. I mean, you're drinking gasoline from like a jerry can and I'm drinking brandy. Again, yeah. nothing wrong with it. I don't judge. Maybe that's different, what you're saying. Different strokes for different folks. Um, <laughs> I can't answer a question straight here. Uh, in in sixth edition, it's like we touched upon. Yeah. Uh, you could really minimize your core choices because you only need two core choices Yeah. Uh, if you play less than 2,000 points. So there's, you there's go no percentile to, thing yeah. attached to it. It's just... No. Okay, that's just numerical. Yeah, okay. So they and brought those back, basically, to, to balance it. Yeah, sorry. So they brought those yeah, back. Yeah, they also... Sorry. You they go. brought those back, is what I'm saying. Because uh, they... Yeah, they, they brought that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they got rid of the, the percentage system. And then they and then they brought it back in eighth ed because it's back in eighth ed as well as the tree. So they tried both methods. They tried just the tree system. Then they tried the fucking percentage system. And then they went, oh, what about a combination of both? Let's do that. Mm. Essentially, right? Yeah, and I mean in Shadhammer, you guys are very busy with like kicking sand into the faces of dudes and like wooing their <laughs> girlfriends away, and yeah. I know throwing beer cans at people who <laughs> like to read Sartre. So I get that you're busy, uh, but also something we tend to forget is that in Eighth Edition, if I remember correctly, if we play two thousand points, yeah. you can bring a percentage of lords and heroes and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, in Sixth Edition, if you play less than two thousand points, you're not allowed to have a lord at all. Uh-huh. If you play two thousand points, you can have one lord. You can give her whatever the hell you want. But also, during the Lord choices, say you can take magic items up to 100 points. 100 yes. points is very generous, and that's the most you can get. Also, I'd say the stat lines vary from like heroes up to like the maximum Lord. They have a level of insanity that 8th edition has dialed back upon a bit because <laughs> I'm looking at like the Prima Vampire Lord. It's like movement 6, weapon skill 8, 10 if you're a Vampire Lord's Blood Dragon, BS 6, strength 5, toughness 5, 4 wounds. Super interesting. If you look at like vampire accounts in fourth edition, the undead book, you have like mummy lords and like white lords, and they have like eight wounds each. So again, I mean, fourth to sixth edition is a tremendous change. So they also bring back the limitation on the number of lords, characters, and heroes you're allowed to have, as well as the fact that you get special units zero to three in two thousand points and rare choices. You get one rare choice. 
A one. Only one. Interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. And of course, Jeez. I kind of like that. I got to say. Yeah. yeah, but the one thing in six dead is you have to remember that you had literally like usually, usually for most lists you had two rare choices, right. and then you had a dogs of war. Yeah. And dogs of war is just the best. <laughs> but in vampire accounts, you could have like a banshee, or a black coach. Of course, you can have the black coach unless you're me. And you could have dogs of war, and that's it. That's in eighth edition. Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah you like and for choices. Yeah, which is good as well. I mean, I like the idea. It's just like the limitation on rare choices is really rare. It's not like it means they're the elite of the crop of the empire or like they're the best of the high elves. Yeah. It's literally we managed to get one of these bespoken heroes yeah, out of retirement. There's just not many of them, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only yeah. thing is they need to sell models. So every time they bring out a Warhammer army book, they had to bring out new fucking models to sell with it. So they had to... Bigger models. Yeah. Had to yeah. Bigger. Yeah. yeah, bigger, better fucking CAD-designed um, monstrosities. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jabba um, Slath, you got the Jabba Slath, for example, just crazy shit like that. That's interesting. Yeah. You know what? Like after that little speech, I'm going to say I think I might prefer the sixth edition style of this building instead of percentages. Mm, yeah, and, and particularly the sort of the the tier unlock system where once you get to like say two thousand points, then it's like here come lords. Um, mm. You know, like I'm, you've played a bunch of like fifteen hundred point games against well, me, where I'm like flapping around with a discord. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, well the, the percentage system, though, I, I, I really like the percentage system because it actually makes a quarter of your army has to be fucking troops rather than just two choices, which could be ten percent of the army. Yeah, um, but you know how I play, man. Like, yeah, but well, also, yeah, well, obviously, with your army, with your blood letters, yeah. it's going to be like eighty percent of the army. It's just like yeah. one huge flagship, just unit, just trying to stay alive. Hmm. But also in sixth edition, I mean, theoretically, I could just take two groups of like wolves, sure. Yeah. Then the I end. don't know. I put I put it into a lord or something. But magic is very different in sixth edition too, and a bit more subdued. I even say. Yeah. Do, do, do you want to get into magic? Like, I think this is a real interesting one that we're gonna have a lot of argument yeah. about. Okay. So Here we yeah. Go. But I think also first we should go back to Tim. Like, what about the eighth edition fuck? army construction for the battle list? Is your favorite part? You've told now already. I just well, there you go. Make sure you get yeah. to speak more. Yeah. I, yeah, no, no. I, I think the percentage system uh, is really good. Like the uh, like the eighth third way, where it's got both fucking things. So mm. um, the, it, it not only restricts the number of choices, it also restricts the percentage of the choices as well. And, and I like the play between that because there's always like the you're always you're always trying to cram in three rare choices essentially <laughs> into twenty five hundred. So because you've got like a two two five, I've got a two two five, and uh, and then I've got one seven five. What if I take one? What two one seven fives and two two five? You know, like um, it's yeah. just it's just fun really to really math hammering deep into it. Yeah, yeah, like and, and it's fun to um, see how many things you can fit in. Um, the, the percentage system I think works really well with your general, so you, it prevents hero hammer. Um, like a, a, a vampire lord is probably one of the few like five hundred fucking plus point HQs in the game. Um, but it also cripples you in some extent because in a two thousand point game, it's very difficult to field um. Uh, say a dragon riding lord, where the mount's mm. very expensive. And that can be that's kind of a bummer. Like it's fun to have you know a big flapper in a two K game. Two <laughs> K. Um, uh, yeah, so. but you've got to push it to twenty five hundred to really sort of get that kind of shit in there. And even then, mm. there's like things like um, a chaos lord and a dragon can barely barely scrape into um, the six hundred twenty five point allowance at twenty five hundred. Yeah, in my experience in Six Dead, like the biggest, most mm. expensive lords you can build is the Vampire Lord. Yeah. Uh, the Chaos Lord, of course. Yeah. And they're and, around about 700 points or so, probably. Yeah. And if you give them a dragon, it takes up, I think it's two hero choices as well. So oh, that's interesting. You're pretty much locked. Yeah. 
I didn't realize oh, that. That's that's right. Yeah, they so had cool. that yeah. as well. They had like greedy, greedy choices that took up one mm. one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and Sl- then you have Sl- stuff like. <laughs> did you guys hear the episode when we talked about vampire counts? Yeah. No. Yeah, I did. From yeah. the old world lives. You didn't, Spence? No, 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 no. Ah. <laughs> If I wasn't afraid of your pure arcane magic, I'd make a tisking sound here. But you have like the insane characters like Zacharias the Ever Living from the mm-hmm. Vampire Counting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would argue if you can build him in metal, you've earned fielding him because it's, the, <laughs> it's a hell of a model. It's like you have to master pinning and like super gluing and sanding and he, he's arcane riding, binding. Is he the guy who's riding on like the fucking, um, like a. The super a zombie dragon, yeah. Oh, no, okay. There's a, there's a pterodactyl riding one. Yeah, Zachary. If I tell you, yeah, if I tell you that he's like a real badass character and he has, ma- he has weapon skill six, BS six, strength five, toughness five, four wounds, initiative eight, five attacks, and the dragon. What would you think he costs? He's also really good at magic. He's a level four wizard. Just what would you think he costs? Oh, I don't know. Eight hundred points. What do you reckon, Tim? Uh, six hundred. <laughs> One thousand fifteen points. What? Yeah, hell yeah, son. <laughs> 2015. Like um, I remember a fucking um, Egerman von Horseman was, was similar. He was another dragon riding motherfucker who was like a thousand points. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I fucking dig that. I love that shit. And that's basically like just don't even try in um, eighth edition. Yeah. When well, when they brought back Nagash, he was a thousand points, and they had to totally change the game to allow you to play him by changing yeah, right. <laughs> making Lord choices up to just, 50 just run this sort of yeah. like percent <laughs> system and make it like essentially irrelevant it's the new um, end time didn't, system didn't yeah. he get like his flying angels of death as well yeah the various Mortarks again and they're also yeah. like you know um, they blow out that Lord's cap as well oh man that Zachariah the ever living good fucking god that dragon look at it it's whole rib cage <laughs> hanging out and it's, got, it's wearing like a belt to hold its guts in it's fucking disgusting it's ridiculous yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. This guy is like, I, I've seen him played once, and the abuse is just, if you think A Fidition Shadhammers, I have to hold my sides just to not laugh. <laughs> He's a level four wizard with all the six spells, and he rides the zombie dragon, and he has all the six powers from the Necrock bloodline, which means he also gets plus one to total rule for all <laughs> casting spells. He has unlimited dispel scrolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can summon four. <laughs> Wait, what? Yep, nope. <laughs> Oh, that's he carries bullshit. an unlimited number of the dispel scrolls, but he can only uh, use one in each uh, in each uh, phase. Okay, so right, right. Oh, okay. Still, that's fucking that's yeah. insanity. That's fucked. That's and also, just in case, he gets a four plus ward save. Yeah, and he can just cast the dark hand of death once per magic phase. Yeah, Zacharias, do you have a living? Um, the one thing that I think Eighth Edition wins in is that I do like that it bullies you into taking like a bulky core, but that's basically it. And yeah. also what you have to remember in 6th edition for most of the missions, the thing you win and points in is the core. So mm-hmm. I could just strip down my core, but if I face someone else with like banners and cores, I'm not going to win a lot of missions. Yeah, Arguably, right. if I take Zacharias the Ever-Living, then maybe just, you know, yeah, just going point is gonna, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's not going to be the issue. It's like, I don't know, fro- throwing level 2 adventures against the Ravenholm or something is just not going to work out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the, the whole core thing as well, like it's not because I love fucking just core troops basic core troops like i only fucking like iron, yeah i only like iron breakers man they're the, my fucking favorite thing in my dwarf army iron breakers um so uh, it's it's just the aesthetic of having the the, tr- the the two troops and then and then you can you can mix it up by having special lists that allow you to fucking shake up the fucking distribution of those units etc like it's it's just, it's just the i don't know like I, I i like when you turn up and you and the enemy's got like a 
like a horde unit halberdiers or something like an empire army has that and you're like yeah that's an empire army i can believe in <laughs> just like so if, if it was all just great swords really. it'd be like yeah. uh you know uh cool i don't know i don't know there's hmm. just something about well, those that just uh seems like the battles just seem more 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 real man they seem more real you've got to troops. me it sounds like there's Two in the camp of sixth, and just you, Tim, defending eighth at this point. So maybe we'll call this a win for sixth and move on to magic. Yeah, let's go to magic because uh, they're not winning that. Yeah. Would I be scraping this. like the glass floor of the Safri Tower if I drag your giant throne over here, Savens, to my side of the table? Or? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't take sides, please. Um, I'll share this bucket of blood. Like, I know maybe mm. your beak can't take all of it, but I'll Dude, get a straw. You're not going to win the magic phase one with your ridiculous, like, dice, having to put piles of dice on the table and, like, <laughs> Whatever yeah. the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, because not levels. a thing in A edition, right? Count how many uh-huh. levels that you've got and all that sort of shit. Like. Um, and... All right, let's let's talk about the broad strokes overview of how magic works in 6th and 8th. Um, let's start with 8th this time. Yeah, okay, start with 8th. 8th edition, um, the number of magic dice you have doesn't really have much to do with the number of wizards you have. It's just at the start of each magic phase, 2d6 roll. Uh, you get the sum of it if you're the player whose turn it is. If you're not, you just get the high dice um, for dispelling. And each wizard has a chance, a one in six chance, to grab an extra dice for you. And that's basically it. So uh, I guess the number of wizards you field has much less impact on how powerful a magic phase you're going to have. Yeah. Um, well, it represents the winds of magic, right? Like there's only so much magical fucking energy yeah. in an area. And, but Whereas in, in sixth, in sixth, the way it like, works is what? There's like a baseline level of magic. Di- I didn't even fucking know. I know t- that take as many vampires as you can because they give you a magic <laughs> dice for each one. They just bring their yeah, own magic somehow? Head. That's seventh ed, Tim. Oh, is that yeah. seventh then? Oh, okay. So yeah, what's t- sixth? T- yeah, tell us sixth then. Uh, in sixth, it's, that, like a it's super simple. It's super simple. Let's say you have three mages. One yeah. is a level two. Yeah. So first off, you get one day's base dice. It's mm-hmm. like the psychic phase. Then Just you one, get one freebie. If, yeah. Yeah, one freebie. Then for the level mm-hmm. two, you get two, and for the level one, you get one each. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. Just add it. So now you have five dice. Yep. Yeah, and you get one dispel dice. Have you a mage? You have two dispel dice. Mm. And you can only use as many dice as you have wizard levels. Ah, I forgot that. Level two gets two dice. Yeah. Uh, so the chance of miscast is wildly reduced. Yeah. So you can't just like throw dice at it. Shit, I have to double check this because I'm not sure if you get your level plus one dice. So a level one can use two dice and a two can use three dice. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. A level okay, four cool. I'm, I'm sorry, the rest of the old world, I should have checked this. <laughs> a level... It's still a pretty low limit though. Like, and how many spells do you have? You have four spells, but you can only start three or four dice, like plus your extra... Extra dice? No, well, the, no, so the, the casting levels were a bit lower in sixth edition as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it, it's still a it's uh, still a wizard based system though. The more wizards you have, the more dice you've got, right? Like it's it's not like the the winds of magic. You don't have the unpredictability yeah. of the winds of magic because that's what makes with the risk of being so a piece of shit. Yes, yeah. Tim. Yeah. Wizards do magic. <laughs> yeah, but like they don't they they have to they have to they have to get their magic from the winds of magic, right? Whereas in sixth and seventh, just the more wizards you had, the more just magic there happened to be. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, do you have a Vansian system or do you have a generalized one? Do you have to memorize your spells and cast them from your own ability mm. or is just magic out widely like a force in the world? Mm. In eighth edition, they cost a bit more because in sixth edition, if you want to do like a race skeleton, you can just have a three plus race. 
Yeah. Uh, on average, you get a seven plus to cast. If it's your like damage remains in play, it's nine or more. Mm. And if it's a movement based, it's a nine. Just so, straight so up. So why bother having a, a like a, a casting system at all? Just charge more points and just like if it's fancy and it'd just be like magic missile. It's twenty points. You cast it once per turn. Well, you have to have some kind of oppositional thing in, in play where people have a chance to you know, dispel and, and shit. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise you have like a fourth edition Initiative where I can just saves. throw magic on molested because they have like a gilded <laughs> band or something. Yeah. Uh, which was a thing in Hero Hammer, if you remember, way back. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, no, I understand that. But you, you do have like reactive shit, like armor saves, and you can have a take take a leadership check. <laughs> it's kind of a low ball on reactive shit. Okay. Yeah, you can lose <laughs> and try not die anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Well. Um, but also, it true. adds an element of chance and surprise without going wildly overboard. And, and how, yeah. these, Again, how I, these spells like expressed you in, via the book? Are they like just like uh, do they have a, a magical table that you roll for? Do you get random spells, or do you choose your spells in sixth? Oh, sorry, sorry, I was muted. <laughs> uh, I was just like going no, 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 sputtering rage incoherently, yeah. drinking my coffee. Oh, you, know, you roll a d six. You yeah. roll a d six. And you can always change it for the number one. Okay, so uh, pretty similar. So for me, right. yeah, you can get the invocation of Nehek, and you mm. can just roll a d6. For every level you have, you roll a d6. So mm. it's very much exactly like 8th edition, with okay. caveat that in 8th edition, you have six spells plus your basic one, right? Yeah, the zero. Here you only have six spells. Yeah. yeah. But basically one, the same six. thing, instead of design-wise in the end, so whatever, yeah. whatever. Um, do you add your wizard level to your cast in 6th edition or no? I won't say yes to that. Yeah, I don't you think do. you do. Yeah, okay, interesting. Hmm. Um, so it's a bit more intimate and personal. It does mean you have to shoot <laughs> your battles. It yeah. is intimate. Just two yeah. players over a candle. And the spells in general are nowhere near as like apocalyptic as the high-level spells in 8th edition, right? There's nothing oh, no. that's really equivalent to um, Dweller's Blow or Final Transmutation. Dwellers Below, Final Transmutation, Purple Son of Zerios, stuff yeah. that just breaks the game into. Nope, none of that. Uh, yeah. What you do, have, <laughs> you do have Curse of Years and similar spells, which is basically yeah. like I roll, and then the first turn I roll a six plus for every unit you have in the, every character you have in that unit. Yeah. Uh, the next turn it's five plus, yeah. and then it's four plus. And so on. And the so Dark forth, Elves, yeah. Yeah, the Dark Elves have something like you roll a strength uh, test. If you fail, you guys die immediately. Core. Yeah, that was very yeah, good. Yeah, the Black Core. And the high elves have something. I think, I I forget what it is, but you roll basically an initiative test, mm. which is good because initiative is really lower in sixth edition as a rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to choose because in eighth edition, I've seen people throw a lot of magic and a lot of dice, <laughs> and maybe they like blow up like my shaman did. Yeah, uh, good on him. He killed a lot of storm vermins. MVP. Good old dimensional cascade, always a charm. <laughs> Yeah, in sixth edition, uh, what I usually do with my magic dice is I raise a couple of handful of skeletons, or I move around. When I play eighth edition, it's like I cast a spell that opens the veil of all eternity, <laughs> and I make people suck into forever or turn them into gold, or I have someone like move insanely around. Again, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying one is inherently superior to the other. Well, well sometimes saying, you do. <laughs> sometimes you do you because you suck on shock or do cocaine. So you're yeah. kind of making an aesthetic argument, right? So like sixth edition. Yeah, the, um, like the Robert Howard style, like you know, subtle magics. Um, whereas you know, Eighth Edition lets you go full fucking Rastlin Majera or whatever, and just you know, <laughs> just Dragon pull man. fucking yeah. comments down from the sky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actual fi- also, fireballs I mean, that are yeah. actually like fireballs in D anD D, where you just like fuck. Oh, like twenty dudes, twenty goblins are coming. Don't worry. <laughs> just drop like a huge <laughs> mega splash on them. Like that's that's the kind of spells that fucking. I, I always wanted to have a fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And and then when Aether came along, I was like, yes, finally magic's like fucking really good. 
Entirely <laughs> just... not good in seventh edition. I've never ever fed. So uh, seventh well, edition had basically the same magic system as sixth edition. So a little dissatisfying yeah. for me. Yeah, I was playing um, dwarfs as well. So I just had like all the the best anti magic. Fucking anvil. Yeah, I was playing like dark elf, so I definitely had a couple of bully games where I had like you know ten magic dice playing against someone with one or two, and just being like, "Welcome to the jungle, asshole." <laughs> <laughs> So, so did the vampires, when did the vampires, I thought all vampires just got an extra dice for being vampiric, right? Oh, that's seven fed. Oh, yeah, that's that seven. is a new thing. And like black coaches and stuff too generated magic dice. Oh, yep, and in six, six yep. they didn't even it have black coaches. Which also, it's kind of easier to remember. Yeah. Who, who makes it better for you to do magic? It's literally one or two models. Yeah. So in eighth ed, you have like maybe a sword that creates a magic dice. Maybe <laughs> you have an additional item. What? I had a sword that made magic dice. In, okay. In sixth ed, getting additional magic dice is really hard. Interesting. I have to pay like twenty-five points for a sword, and then one character has to stab a guy to death, and then I get some magic dice. Or was you it, sacrifice a wound, you get a magic dice. Was it in sixth edition where the mark of Zinch and either demons or warriors of chaos just made that unit generate magic dice? Because that was fucking a Donkey Kong. I think that's seven ed, but I did look yeah, through the okay. hordes of chaos, like sixth ed beastmen, yeah. and they could get something like that. Also, yeah, yeah. also. Uh, I might be in love with Six Dead Beastman book. <laughs> Can you imagine a level four Minotaur Sage Wizard? Yeah, that's fucking rude. That rules, actually. I can't imagine that, and it makes me very Wait, happy. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Yes. You, yeah. In Beastman, in the Horse of Chaos, in, in the old Beastman book, and we're going to cover this in the next episode of The Old World Lives, Ooh, a Warhammer yeah. Fantasy podcast. We're going to talk about Beastman, <laughs> and the Beastman sixth book is just insane. They had all the Chaos Ogres, they had like the Chaos Trolls, Dragon Ogres. It's basically yes. if it. If yeah, divorcing Dragon Ogres from the Beastman list is a fucking crime, I've got to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's dark. Anyway. And ev- everything could get a mark of Sinch uh, or Slanesh, Corn or Nurgle. And it's yeah. not like an yeah. 8-bit. I love Legion's Chaos, but it's not like here's a six plus ward save or like mm-hmm. uh, here please take steadfast no in the six dead you paid if it was like a hero lord champion regiment yeah. or wizard different levels of mark that's right with the different oh, attacks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't right. realize you could make you could... a minotaur uh minotaur wizard because I, I had a full slanesh army that had demons uh slanesh demons ogre slanesh ogres slanesh uh warriors what else did i have uh, I give fucking, me a second all, all different the things. Oh, well. right now yeah, I had gore. I had like a whole ton of fucking slanesh beastman gores as well, and my general was like a just like a bald fucking demon act dude on the back of a of a uh, of a manticore, and I'd just be <laughs> like, "Ha ha! See you, see you, rest of the army." His name was Chester P. Gernstein as well, and he would just be he was like a corrupt uh, imp- like uh, empire noble guy who just like got entangled <laughs> with slanesh and just sort of went went rogue and somewhere in the border borderlands between the empire and uh, Britannia. Um, um, and, all right, and, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to take this opportunity to proselytize a little bit about some things that yeah. I think rule about 8th edition magic. Okay. Um, one is that you can take a no magic army and still have a great chance of competing in the magic phase and dispelling shit. Um, you know, that can either be because it's just, you know, bad rolls on the winds of magic. So maybe they're all double ones and they can't fucking cast anything. Or you can just be canny, right? Maybe they roll, yeah. um, say, a five and a two. So they get five. And so you, they get seven and you get five. Yeah. If you just play it right, you can fucking, you know, maybe stop everything they, they can possibly cast. Just yeah. get a couple of lucky rolls. Um, yeah, it really, like, can, uh, definitely playing as a dwarf with no magic phase and just only yeah, having dispels. Yeah, it trains you, doesn't it? Yeah, it, like, definitely has made me better at magic phase when I play my uh, when I play my vampires. Mm. I'm just like, oh, he's not going to let this one through. If he has any sense, he'll not let this one through. Yeah. 
So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's basically its own little bizarre like sub game and like nested inside Warhammer Fantasy Eighth Edition. It's a, it's um, a, it's the most like it's the best like rich, psychological. It's rich in bit. mind games as well. Yeah, it's rich in mind games. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. true. Yeah, it's the best Whereas one for science. Edition is more functional. It's more just kind of like, you know, let's enhance my army or maybe take care of a, a random unit here or there. And there's you know, yeah, it's uh, it's harder to sort of oppose someone in that phase if you haven't really gone magic heavy yourself. Yeah, like um, if you think about the psychic phase in like 40k or something like that, where you just yeah, like, where it's very oh, yeah, I'm just gonna see if I can get these fucking things off and try and maybe I'll see if I can augment something. When it comes to the eighth ed fantasy uh, fucking magical phase, you're just like, oh, I've been waiting for this. Oh yeah, let's fucking get yeah. some dice rolling. And, and it's, it's also, like, you know, what I like about Eighth Edition Magical Phase is that it operates as like um, the rock to the scissors of a lot of other sort of things. So, like, you know, someone uh, fields a Death Star unit, um, which becomes possible in Eighth Edition. Well, what's the counter to that? Well, generally anti Death Star magics. So, your final transmutations or your Purple Suns of Zeraeus, that mm. kind of thing. Um, you know, certain horrifying monsters or, you know, your Hell Cannons, you can sort of eye them up and be like, hmm, what's their weak stat initiative? Okay, cool. So here comes a pit of shades. <laughs> it lets you sort of plug the gaps in your army in a really effective way. Uh, you know, if you're playing Warriors of Chaos, mm. you're not going to have really much shooting at all. So you need something to clear out chaff. Uh, so I don't know, maybe just dip into that old lore of fire and, and see how that works out for you. Mm. Yeah, um, and I'd argue it ties into like the world building itself because in 6th yeah. Ed, magic is very rare. And- yeah, that's really true. It's a different vibe. <laughs> Yeah, and the superstitious men of vampire, they don't they even kill their mages. Like they mm-hmm. put them out to the beastmen. It's frightening yeah, to them. In eighth ed, you have like these stories, even the basic rule book about a magical hero arising with little to no training and becoming Balthasar Gelt. That's how it became. <laughs> and everyone's just like, all right, cool. The king of the college medal. Yeah, and I'm, it. I'm into it. Yeah, the constant fear or the ever-encroaching threat of chaos means that people abstain from magic optionally. Also, you could see it as in 8th edition, they use magic so much as they do because it's like their one secret ace in the hole. Mm, They're using it to fight magic, and I buy that. The great great, um, equalizer, basically, you know, like... Well, that's, an that's why soldier's no match for a fucking chaos warrior, but an empire mage can like hold his own against a chaos sorcerer. Yeah, well, that's why Teclas fucking set up those uh, those uh, colleges of magic as well. It wasn't just for like, oh yeah, cool, you guys will be like a an awesome like research fucking body that I'll be able to draw <laughs> on later in the future. It was, it was like, uh, you guys will be able to fucking go and throw energy beams at fucking monsters, and next time like your your whole <laughs> civilization's about to get toppled, you might be able to defend yourselves. You fucking nuts. Quite like, so useless. Yeah, stop yeah. fucking well, putting I, out. I, Fucking wizards for fucking dogs to eat. I saw the Predator movie from 2018 yesterday, and I think Teclis was just like this predator in the beginning. He comes to like (laughs) Emperor Man and gives him a robo suit to fight off the other predators. Yeah, just throwing dudes around. (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, I'm very sympathetic to the aesthetic argument. Um, I I like a low magic setting. I like sort of, you know, brawny men making it happen in the dirt. But um, I don't know, just as like a purely gameplay perspective. I love the sort of the the poker game that is eighth edition magic, the psych outs, the ooh, is it gonna happen and the high drama. <laughs> well actually I, I did go get my book and I was wrong. You can't have a level four Doom no. Bull of Cinch. No. You can have level two Doom Bull of Cinch. Oh, that's pretty mm. good. <laughs> that's still pretty decent. And and you're right, the Minotaurs, if you give them a Marco Cinch, yeah. they make magic. This yeah, that's fucking crazy, crazy, dude. So oh, you can like, you can have this just like train of home, like homeboys just cranking out like magic dice for you to, to burn on whatever the hell yeah uh, you know what you need in your life you need a shogot of cinch <laughs> yeah mark shogoth oh. level two <sighs> sorcerer damn it
That's not, that's so good. It's a good yeah. name um, for a band, Marked Shoggoth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I think you have a Slanish Shoggoth, you always get strikes first. Tim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, those used to be so good, man. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's like one of the great injustices in history. And like I um, said this to Tumas as well, even though like no, I didn't realize that he was the guy who made the choice, but <laughs> the, the, the choice, to, the choice to break the fucking chaos books up into yeah. like. Uh, three separate books like by warriors by species like yeah. of all things why would you discriminate against the forces of chaos by species that's like super fucking racist but, yeah you're gonna break them up break them up by god yeah makes break sense, them right? up by god yeah. you have four yeah. separate factions and it makes it and it makes like it brings the war of the fucking chaos gods like it makes that more real because you've got like these cat because like because uh, they hate just as much yeah. as they hate baseline models. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like when you fight against a Slanesh army with your Khan army, you're like, oh fuck, I hate those fucking Slanesh Khans. Like, I'll do anything to destroy them. I have hatred versus them. Like, it's fucking in my rule set. So like, mm-hmm. imagine just like you a, know a t- that in the sixth edition they had animosity rules. Like, if mm, you had Slanesh corn, yeah. you had to roll like a dice. On a one and two, they just started fighting one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they re- they really like weak sourced that in 8th edition yeah. and 7th edition too, yeah actually, well it's because so. they wanted to make this stupid fucking manifest chaos thing like um, unify chaos instead of breaking it into like four fucking yeah, insane fragments because then, the then you can break down those four those four fragments into into the different species and add more shit into them so mm-hmm. then suddenly and like custom got, units for each faction yeah. like you know black yeah. kings and that kind of thing yeah and it covers well, like uh, you don't, it covers like all like just just by doing that it co- you're covering every base by just having corn everything and I mean, that's what they're doing now with Age of Sigmar and so on. It's like mm. there's the Nurgle faction, there's the Corn faction, and so on. But too little, too late, my friends. Yeah, they started doing that in when I played Warhammer 40k. Like in Seventh Edition, they started with like the Blood Sworn Pacts of Corn mm-hmm. in 40k. Mm, yeah. Like you got a Blood Tide point, and that was cool. And then they did, I guess, uh, Thousand Sons and the Scene Charmy with even Chaos Beastmen. Yeah. And now in Eighth Edition, I, I don't keep track, but I think they have like a Nurgle army, and yep. they're working on, uh, I don't know, the Slanesh army. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. still needs to be like cleaned up. Fleshed uh, out. We talked about up. it in our next episode about the old world lives of Warhammer Fantasy Podcast. Uh, but basically, like the <laughs> removal of, I'd say that yes, that is one of great injustices. And not having Diaz's models is another <laughs> Like, but what, what happened to one Diaz? Did he just die or something? Or is no, he still he, no, he, models for a different company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, isn't he's the guy who did, um, did he not do like the Solar Ox range for Fortrild? I'm pretty sure he did. I, think I that have might no be idea. I'd be kind of shocked at that, but maybe. maybe he's yeah. like the Michelangelo forging. Yeah, he hasn't worked there since like 2012 thing. or so. That would be probably unlikely. Um, what a shame. Beast, Beastmen were probably the ones hit the absolutely hardest from transition of 6th to 7th because they have four pages of magic items, most of them unique. Yeah. And they have four different floors of magic and everybody can get marks. And they have, in this, I counted, they have 15 units. <laughs> and in the 7th ed, they go down to 6 units. No, to 12 units. Oh, and the rest just went to chaos. They do still have a nice big um, fat list of magic items, but yeah, that sucks that they got um, trimmed down so harshly. So yeah, sad. I use I use like two of the magic items from the Beastman book, the Black Plate and the Everbleed. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a guy when putting together my list, and it's like, why are you choosing these shitty ass items? Nobody does that. I'm like, I, I just want to. I just want to yeah. try. Yeah, I just want to have some character in my life. That's all. They also removed like the Pestigore units and the Corngore units. You couldn't buy them after six yeah. months more or less. Zangos. Um, brutal. That's so good. Fucking like right. just beastmen with halberds that were neg one to hit. 
And like the baby nurglings, if you remember them, who likes to like four dudes on a base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right, well, cool. you may be more sympathetic to the sixth edition magic system. Um, I love the aesthetic argument. I kind of buy it, but I'm not convinced. <laughs> It doesn't so, have like fucking. Uh, it doesn't have like the 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 zaniness of just turning people to gold and just being like, oh. yeah. It's the psychological game that really like um, yeah. sells it for me. Like, yeah, you know, Tim, my my wargaming philosophy, like APT, right? Always be terrorizing. Yeah, always be terrorizing. That's right. Yeah, always and, be stabbing um, at the at that white underbelly. <laughs> and and it's it's a great that there's an entire phase dedicated to just like yeah to terror and the practice thereof. So yeah, it, the, one of the reasons the movement phase is the terror phase of sixth oh, edition. Just true stage enough, deployment, yeah. put them up. You don't even have to lean upon the like, <laughs> yeah. Just finish deploying and be like, "Fuck you! Look at that!" Yeah, <laughs> and we all know that you you are a great wizard. Your arcane prowess is not be questioned. Yes, I've seen what happens. Yeah, please please return me to a human form after this. I don't even know my. <laughs> My fingers are just maggots, like sentient maggots working together. It's very, very frightening. But yeah. also in six dead, you don't even have to rely on that because <laughs> okay, well, well, movement. Hold on. Well, let's let's talk about the movement phase then. I just just one more thing though before we change to that with it with the uh, the the magic phase in eighth. The fact that it's a two d six system, so sometimes you just roll double ones and you're all like, oh, I can't cast any spells. Oh, woe is me! And the other guy's just like, ah oh, ha ha, your fucking magic is useless. And then next turn you roll double six and you're just like. Six dice, fucking dreaded thirteenth. I'll turn all your guys into like fucking into more mice, man. And then um, just being able to fucking like yeah, the, you run the whole uh, gamut of fucking emotions. It's like <laughs> super, super psychological. Yeah, it's more it's representation of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You it's make a good point of human emotion. And yeah, I think that Jimmy from our podcast. Yeah. Our master of modeling, as you may know him, mm-hmm. uh, he has a really good point because he plays Skaven and he could literally do like all the spells. I think he had mm-hmm. a one level one and then a level four Gracier, and he he got got like all the dice. That's seven dice, which is really good in a fifth nine point of <laughs> uh, Warhammer Fantasy Sixth Edition. Yeah, yeah. And he had like Skaven Tide and just Skitter Leap and Death Frenzy fucking everywhere. Ah. I think just how you apply it, because mm-hmm. in Sixth Ed you have to be really selective on what goes where. Mm-hmm. Not for me, obviously, because I just literally make more skeletons. It's yeah. li- what I do. When I used to play when I was a teenager, it's like, yes, Gaze of Nagash. <laughs> yeah, I just like, like no, fuck that, more skeletons. <laughs> yeah. I have like and a plastic baggie with me of skeletons. They're going to get on the table. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it basically just gives you an extra free movement phase. Like, oh, suddenly the skeleton's there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the let's talk about the movement phase um, because I think that's like uh, we we did allude to it earlier. The fact that you can fucking just uh, you, yeah. Uh, so I big guess, differences. We've talked about charging, but yeah, yeah. just in general, um, I don't know what's different. Uh, snaking for one, right? Like fast cavalry, you can do snaking. Isn't that a thing? In six. Snaking. Yeah. Is that or maybe I'm thinking fourth or fifth third? <laughs> I don't know. Well, basically. Uh, fast cavalry in sixth edition can do a free reform. They usually yeah. get vanguard. Yeah. Uh, they get the ability to flee free d sixes, and they get to charge extra quick as well. Mm-hmm. And also, they can do the dreaded flank charge. Mm-hmm. Yes, of uh, course. The, Twitch, there the is free no reform, yeah. yeah, and the free reform lets you basically hit someone in the flank way easier, which is a tremendous boon. Because, like you said earlier, if you have four guys inside, and I manage to get in like two or three hits. Yeah. Then you get hit back by with the one dude. Yeah. Yeah. Movement phase in general. Um. I, I mean, I guess the biggest difference is is 
measure versus no measure, really. Um, and that really sort of plays out in how you deploy and, and everything about the movement. Um, I guess we didn't say that an 8th edition charging has a randomness factor attached to it, yeah. where it's your base movement plus 2d6, or yeah. sometimes 3d6 drop the lowest, that kind of thing, depending on your unit type. Yeah. And so that means that even if you are like a tactical pro, um, once every so often, you'll just shit the bed and roll double ones for your charge. And sorry, dude. Like, yeah, that's or, that. Or you'll you'll put somebody because like one of the big things in a third is just like uh, playing the averages and being like, oh, your average yeah. charge distance for for your those chaos warriors base move plus seven basically. So yeah. So I'll just half the time like, you'll get that. I'll park you know, twelve inches away, honest, and then you, you just either roll... roll amazing for your charges or you roll completely fucking shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, but it allows you to get things like surprise attacks and shit like that that, you, that, yeah. the, that the enemy well, might not see. What coming, I do so. like about the crazy charging from Eighth Edition is that it gives you the chance for like real hail mary plays where you're like, um, well, my unit is movement eight, um, and my max charge range is twenty inches. If I get a double sixes, so I'm just gonna fucking do it. Yeah. Plus, um, plus if I char- if I stay if I just the only thing I can do is literally get off a huge charge, or I'm gonna get smashed in the flank by like chaos knights. Oh, yeah. Just roll for we'll just it. Oh, roll the double six. Eat a shit. <laughs> and just and then just, just run across half the table and out of the charge charge. Uh, but unquestionably, angle. that's less tactical than sixth edition, where it's more precise and more about like mm. you know your familiarity with measurement and movement. Um, yeah, I ain't cheating. Because as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you leave that table, I'll tell you now. As soon as you leave, as soon as you even look away, someone's, someone's going to tape measure out. out. Yeah. Tape wave. They're like, whoosh, whoosh, yeah. Whoosh. And there's I, I apps think that now where you can just... more to the character, the average player of where you're playing to him. Yeah, we play. Whenever I used to play a game six dead back in the day, it was always like, oh, I've got to go to the bathroom, and then like, oh, fucking, oh, there's a call for you in another room, and then. <laughs> I'd go in there and there'd be no one That's there. just constant British style excuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all just like... It was all spy v spy, man. Like, that's yeah. what we were doing. Just fucking trying yeah. to like measure measure the table. Now there's just a fucking app for it on your phone. You just like get it out and go, uh, those two things are exactly 17.3 inches apart. <laughs> uh, I guess 17.2 inches with my cannon. Did you guys ever have the one like dude in your <laughs> club who did the adding court play? No. Uh, the Agincourt, you know, at the Battle of Agincourt, the British yeah. for the longbows measured up with like small red sticks. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you have a dude in your club. Yeah. yeah. You have a dude who plays the terrain. Oh, exactly. At like six or 12 oh. inches. So yeah, like, yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll set up the table. I had a friend who did that for years and I never thought <laughs> of one day I'm like, why are you measuring when you put up terrain? Uh, it's in the book. Just to and be fair, you know, like, so no. <laughs> symmetrical. I don't know. Shut up. You motherfucking mother <laughs> empire piece of shit. <laughs> And yeah, it's like, oh yeah, uh, you crossed the uh, you've crossed the forest, and now I'm gonna gamble that like my crossbowmen can hit you. <laughs> oh wow, that kind of looks crazy. Oh, yeah. well, see, that's fucking that kind of chicanery doesn't play an eighth man because you can just measure wow. it any time. It's all open. All of your fucking shit is open except for your hidden magical items. And uh, <laughs> yeah. like you, can, yeah. you know what spells the other also, person has, you can ask them what spells they've got. Like if you're gonna, even when you're doing the psychological play, sometimes you just ask them what spells they've got. What spells do you have again? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> see, and then and then like. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, see? And then we're in your game. You've got all this, uh, yes, all this chicanery going on, all this secret, like, probably trying to, like, hack each other's fucking emails to get lists and stuff like that. Trying to hack each other's quartermaster, get quartermaster files off each other. Like mm. that dwarf player in your area who had a copy of your list somehow? 
Yeah, ex- exactly. And that was, oh, was that eighth? Yeah, it must have been. That was eighth, yeah. Yeah, that was in eighth. I've been re-listening a lot of your episodes and my episodes because I've been painting so much fucking Beastman lately. And yeah. it turns out I run out of podcasts to listen yeah. to. Oh, Spence wasn't, on, Spence wasn't on the episode where I told the story about Dwarf Nemesis. Remember the guy who had my list? Oh, yeah, that's right. And you just sort of like ran into him at like a subsequent um tournament and like i, I was asking him for a fa- yeah, from his folder. yeah i was asking him for a fact because i was like oh mm. hey you play dwarfs do you have the dwarf fact and he's like yeah it's in my folder and i go mm. and get his folder and i'm flipping through it and he's got like one of my lists like printed out like from a notepad file that i had sent to the i must have sent it submitted it to the guy who ran the event yeah so he somehow he got my list off this guy Either that, <laughs> secrets and lies and then printed it out as well onto a piece of paper why would you ever print a piece of paper just so just it's like some it's like some fucking nerdy I mean, she wrote style shit just like where a guy just <laughs> types out like a fucking like a confession and just puts it in his wardrobe fucking thing and <laughs> Jess, jessica fletcher comes in and reads it and then he later burns it and but she and like yep. what the fuck like why would you pr-? so fucking weird anyway very strange did your girlfriend at the time mysterious go missing did you <laughs> no. no i don't think so yeah so very I'm, strange i really the strongest dwarf player in brisbane yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like a he has like a take in the name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really oh rough near Gungning's bane. You you bring me joy in the magic face <laughs> I found not possible for a humble girl from the countryside. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. Also, like, that did actually happen to me, and it hasn't happened to any of you who do play six. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm just. So in AFED, you can lose your girlfriend in a game. Uh, I know that Cutthroat like gambling part of AFED does loan yeah. itself like. <laughs> Here's another term. Uh, what's the word? Oh yeah. Uh, bird hounding someone when you like <laughs> can't not know the rules and you're like hey what's that and you're like oh, don't you fucking know what a swordsman is you piece of shit and they're like oh I don't know but this is eighth edition you want to bet like 200 bucks yeah I fucking guess <laughs> yeah it's in the rule book man you're allowed to yeah and they roll you up like uh, that episode of Fresh Prince when Uncle Phil plays pool yeah I guess yeah, that happens in eighth all it. the time but yeah. also, just being insanely lucky works a lot better in eight. Which is why I like My it. My charges uh, just came up. So, I mean, loaded the dice have to be at a premium in Australia. I'm, yeah. I'm a great believer in fate and luck um, being far superior to, you know, effort or skill or whatever. Um, so in that respect, 8th edition is, is, does really tickle I, I, me. I, sure. Okay, yeah, I understand that. But even after the charge is right, even after the charge happens, the charge doesn't mean it's not as strong in 6th that where you can just fucking sit there and go, you've got no way of escaping me. I'm going to charge you. I mean, you yes and no, Tim. Like, the game is won on and charging, basically. No, um, no, 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 but, but, but in 8th ed, you've also got the initiative-based system. So even though you do make that charge, you don't always get to fucking go first. You might be like a slow unwieldy fucking fuckface and there's tons of L's with the way strikes first shit there's tons yeah. of like hard hitting shit that's gonna hit you they can but hit what you. charging is is basically being able to pick your battle and that's like that's how you win the game yeah, I, yeah. I, you're right like the, the charge isn't as devastating in combat as it is in 6th edition mm. but the fact that you've chosen where to go and when is just like yeah. all, well, all, all I'm saying is the six said the combination of like guaranteed charge and just remove and all, and going first and removing those models and not being struck back is just it's so savage. fucking yeah. tough on infantry. Yeah. Whereas like with Aether, they got it right with like like all the infantry actually get to fight. Like no matter how many fucking wounds you do to them, if you're fighting them to the front and they're a decent sized unit, they're gonna get to strike back with a fuckload of attacks. So like. Do I want to just charge my fucking single dude on a fucking Pegasus into like 40 dudes? Mm, probably not. That might be a bad idea. I'll just get fucking punched the fuck out of. Whereas in like 6th, 
You fly in and just murder anyone who has a chance of hurting you. And then just like, oh, ha, ha, see you in hell. You're out of here. And then all the units around you, I'm ter- of course, terror too. I, I played a Brayden recently, and he flew yeah. in and murdered whatever he touched. He was like, you uh, know, fucking Drago. Whatever he touched, he destroyed. Lightning cannon didn't give a fuck. Storm did not give a fuck. Like, whatever he touched, he ate up. Did you ever yeah. buy a Brayden, Tim? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, I Damn. did. But I swapped, I gave it to, uh, I swapped it with DTA for some crossbowmen. Oh, chill. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a really fucking sweet model. And, and it's a very cool model. Who, who was running that? I was. Oh, you yeah. were running it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so tell us how it goes. Medium. It's like, what, what's it called? What's, what, are its, what are its stats even? I don't even know. It's like a medium monster, like a magical level monster, like straight yeah. fives, I think. Yeah, um, but it can fly. Yep. And it's got like frenzy and hatred and shit too, right? It comes with frenzy and you can buy hatred and scaly skin for 10 points yeah. each and you can buy forest strider for 20 points, which I did. Uh, because that meant the turn one, I could just fly into cover. And then I had the black mm-hmm. challenge. So if he wants to shoot me, he gets yep. a minus two hit. <laughs> and... Black challenge is very good, very good. What, is, what does its then... self-loathing loathing rule do? Remember, it's got that rule <laughs> self-loathing. Self-hatred, yeah. If Self-hate. you wound me <laughs> in co- close combat, and I really like stunned my opposition. Obs- oh, yeah, I made two wounds. I'm like, yeah, well, I count that for my combat resolution as well. So I won combat with that. Oh, so it likes being poked. That's fucking, that's awesome. Yeah. That really helps yeah, a lot, also, actually. You guys remember the blood greed rule for Venetars, right? Mm-hmm. You have to stand yeah. in place. Yeah, yeah, he does that, but within 10 inches, whoever's close has to do a panic test. Oh, because they're like, that is fucking disgusting. <laughs> he's yeah, gobbling he's them down. He's like, he just ran the fuck away. He refused to reform. He just ran off the table. Suck a dick. Gutter on his. Yeah. I hate those guys. The bane of monsters everywhere. Gutter on his, actually. So good. I'm glad. He, he killed one group and the other one just fled. Wow. Uh, he, two lightning cannons, storm vermin. I figured he'd die because he's a fucking bullet magnet. But yeah. My friend was like, no, I'm, I'm not too worried about Praden. I'm more worried about like your Chaos Knights or that 30 unit of Gores or whatever. Or do Chaos Knights just do nothing ever, so who even, <laughs> who even yeah. cares? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, that's, that's a good uh, segue into leadership. Like, How does uh, the leadership in 8th fucking uh, stack up against 6th? Uh, like, like psychology or that psychology, kind of shit. Psychology, you like, like you, you mentioned obviously earlier, um, fucking Steadfast wasn't a thing in 6th. Steadfast Correct. is a fucking oh. sweet fucking mechanic, I think. Um, it like balances m- big units and, and monsters and things like that. It totally fucking like... Uh, good and bad, I think. But, you think um, it's bad? Yeah, you think it's be bad? Better than good. Yeah, I think we just pronounced it differently because I didn't get what you meant. You said steadfast, but I heard buy models to win games. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. it. I heard pay to win. I heard a DLC. <laughs> yeah, pay to win. And then uh, it just means paint more, man. It just means I have to yeah, paint more. Max cynicism. Yeah. Um, just more effort. What I don't like, Tim, moment. is that it encourages the building of train units, which I don't really like oh. the look of very much. And yeah, you know, they've got their precedent in like Napoleonic assault columns, but... <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of like just five the, wide, ten deep. That looks kind of I don't know. You know like the aesthetic stupid. of it, the aesthetic. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't care. Season. I don't care for it at all. Um, <laughs> don't march your men like that. Even slave trains. Yeah, slave trains, man. Fucking slave trains. They're the bane of my existence. Yeah, I feel so like you, they should be squarer, right? Like for every every yeah, five you ranks, to, you you've got to add another column. So yeah. you have to go six, six, five, five, then seven, then yeah, yeah. yeah. or I don't know, whatever. How would you enforce um, that though? Someone's going to come and measure your ranks. And, oh, they don't look square yeah, enough. Let me. Skaven slave trains, just the bane of my existence, you know? Like <laughs> the fact that, yeah, you can, like for 100 points and the expenditure of like whatever, 200 Australian dollars, um, build this unit that's essentially indestructible in the game. I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Mm, 
I do right. like that I'm you can stand up for more than a single turn against monster and like you know fight to the death. Um, I, if you've got I, I a unit of long beers or something like that hacking away at a dragon, that's cool. It's more I'm, egregious with charged by a monster. It's more egregious mm-hmm. with zombies. Yeah, true. It's more so, egregious so with zombies because you can just build those zombie units and keep adding to them. Slave train you can hack yeah. through after a few turns. Like whenever I'm in combat, also, also done that. Like, just hack you know how in eighth edition you can disrupt flank bonus, uh, rank bonus with the flank charge. That's mm-hmm. all G. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, really should have been written that you should be able to disrupt um, steadfast as well by the same mechanism. Because it gives you a way of like shortcutting those like slave trains and things like that. Um, so. I don't know. Just a quick aside, in case you're listening to this, sure, but yeah. you haven't started playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle yet because you can't rope in like your childhood friends without certain Ludovico treatments. <laughs> Basically, Steadfast is if you oh, yeah. have more rank than me, you auto do not break. Well, no, you don't auto do not break. You um, you you don't count modifiers to your combat res, basically. Yeah. So Which results in you auto not breaking. More or less. If you've got a battle standard <laughs> nearby, it's very unlikely you'll break. You just um, blew Krell's mind with that shortcut the slave train fucking line. He's just like lost his mind there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just ble- I'm just uh, crying blood. He's got to shortcut that slave train, bro. And he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, steadfast, good and bad. I think more good than bad, but I'm very sympathetic to um, steadfast haters. It, yeah, it's an. I think it, it comes down to another aesthetic thing, like nice big fucking units. But yeah, the ranks thing is is kind of strange. Like, I guess there could be some way that you could make it. More like bigger, like the, the idea that a unit of um, like mm. you know, let, let's imagine in real life a unit of forty black guard of Nagaroth, um, fight a unit of you know a hundred slaves and kill thirty of them. <laughs> the slaves are and like and take no casualties in return. The slaves are still going to be like, no, we're cool, that's fine. Like we've got more ranks than them, we're okay. <laughs> I don't know, There's man. a lot of us just stretching back out of sight. Like the, the ones who are way at the back don't even know what's happening. They're just standing. Maybe that's just, right. They just keep walking forwards. They're just standing there. They're just walking into like a yeah. fucking halberd-based blender. Yeah. Yeah. They even yeah, know what's happening. In 6th edition, if I like fuck up your entire two lines of Skaven, they don't magically just jump to the front over their fallen comrades. They take like <laughs> turn to get to the front again. In 6th edition, if I wipe out your entire front rank, you don't get to hit back unless you have spears, which that is because mm. it takes time to walk forward through the mangled remains of your friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 but depending, you're, you, you're just assuming how long like a round of combat goes. I feel like they should be... I, I feel like, in, you know, in Total War, when you play and there's like... The, when you, you know, sort of fight for a bit and like, oh, who's going to fucking overwhelm? Like an arm wrestle, like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, and then you just like totally fucking fuck. I like it when it's, a, when it's a bit of an arm wrestle at the start. It's not just fucking, yeah. Like yeah, everyone gets I to actually do something. I going to win when I arm Dude, wrestle. Uh, yeah. Combat where like I the have fucking guys who have yeah. sat there and painted, and then they never ever get to fucking strike, and they just fucking fall. I don't mind if they get shot and fall back off the table because that's pretty hilarious. Just guys getting fucking wasted from afar. But like guys who just get charged, not even half the unit dies. They can't strike back and they're just removed off the table. Like, that's just so fucking. That's the most I mean, underwhelming fucking possible thing for them to do. Maybe you should just get good. <laughs> well, I don't have to get I'm good. I can a- just play Aether. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's. Krell's meant to be trying to get me to play Sixth Ed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but my dwarfs just yeah. get fucking annihilated. Are you implying that have to take- requires little to no skill to win a play? That sounds what you're saying. Yeah, dude. Like it's Aether. just. Fucking pre-measuring your entire fan base. Hey, guess what? Skill? You know they have mats now, where all of the fucking like where the secret like bits of the terrain on the mats are printed, so you know how to measure deployment zones and shit. <laughs> That's like in mats now, so your game's gonna be like that. There's gonna be dudes with like 
like, oh, just a second, um, put in these sunglasses for a minute and then turn on a UV light and then turn it off and then just be like, I guess exactly, 16 fucking idiots. <laughs> like, there's going to be all kinds um, of new tech shit. Let's. I've got, yeah. I've got a contentious statement. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to let you guys take a stand here. Okay. And this is not about me saying that there's a delusion of the hobby, but I'm going to say that 8th edition with the steadfast rules and the horde formation, which is also a new thing. Yeah. Horde formation. Invited. Yeah. yeah invited the degradation in hobby quality in Warhammer Fantasy Battles. <gasps> I see at every Warhammer Fantasy Battle 8th, I'm not talking about skill, because everybody paints better than me, and I think that's fucking good everybody paints. Yeah. But at every 8th event I've seen, there's been unpainted shit. I never <laughs> seen a 6th edition, even back in the day, where people didn't paint their shit. Back in the day? like shit, yes. I Interesting. Know. I don't remember fantasy ever being 100% painted, at least not. No, there, there was always like dregs and stragglers. Like uh, in <laughs> Australia, it was a very like um, competitive, ferocious tournament scene. But most tournaments had at least a sort of token um, allowance for painting. Well, well the other thing um, is. So if you wanted to win tournaments and be like the most, you know, big dick king of the mountain, you had to have a painted army, basically. Yeah, but don't forget, Spence. In Sweden, they just fucking hide inside for half the year because <laughs> that's right. Because their country fucking is too dangerous for them outside. Dude, your entire country is literally on fire for three months, and then the <laughs> yeah, other two months. Yeah, and you can still walk around in fucking out. shorts, mate. You've got to fucking hide inside from like the like the world trying to freeze you to death. Like it's not even yeah. like an animal trying to kill you. It's just the world is getting so far from the sun that you could die, you could literally freeze to death. Whereas we can just be, yeah, and there might be snakes, could, like, but you just jump. Literature. Yeah, hey, you just, <laughs> oh no, you just need oh, to jump no. away. We're locked in with some of the most beautiful women and men in the world. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, really like famous, no art of Swedish literature. <laughs> but all I'm saying is they have more time to paint their model spins, whereas we're out throwing shrimps on Barbies and shit, you know. <laughs> and beers at people. Yeah, swimming in our fucking pools and shit all year round, and that sort of thing. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. that, that's so we don't have time to fully. Yeah, we don't have time to fully paint armies. Generation of kids. Yeah, yeah, we don't have time to fully paint armies, you know. Uh, but yeah, you have to you have to remember that Sweden we're, we're was an empire. I'm legally obliged to bring that up for over 200 years. Yeah. So theoretically, cool. we have time to paint, but we're also busy apologizing to the rest of the world for having existed. So, you know, that uh, takes up a lot of time. I think of a Swedish book, and all I can think of is Pippi Longstocking. That's it. That <laughs> <laughs> was Ronja the robber's daughter. Same author. I don't know. Yeah, really, that's down, cool. Go down to Ikea, explore, and um, you can see every Swedish book ever made. It's, they're filled with Swedish books. Ikea. <laughs> Um, let's talk about other psychology things. Um, mm. We touched on it before. Fear and terror. Um, Fear, very different yeah. between sixth and eighth. I'm going to say I like it better in sixth. Um, if it's costed into the unit, I like that mm. scary guys are extra scary and um, titanically sort of battle shifting. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't That's work so well. Reason. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't work so well in eighth edition where terror is like a lot and sort of, you know, uh, handed out uh, hither and yither, but. I don't know. Yeah, I'm on board for that with my ghouls. Fucking, that would be <laughs> yeah. fucking outrageous. Like, I remember doing it with my chaos shit, like my demonettes outnumbered sometimes. And I'd yeah. be like, oh, yes, oh, yes, you fu- you're fucked. And they'd be like, oh, don't worry, I'm only, I only lost by one. And I'd be like, I cause fear. And they'd be like, no! Yeah, you're fucked. Now, that means that you actually prefer leadership in 6th edition because that's an insane mind game, which you said is what you love by magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I do like that. If you could have, if you could, if they kept that in in uh, Aether, I'd be fucking happy because my, I've got yeah. my ghouls. My, I have fucking, I take like huge horde units of ghouls, like 40, 50 ghouls. Mm. I do that all the time. I just fucking like 
punish people with that. And, I mean, that order break, uh, I guess, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> so, I was going to say it'd be a counter to sort of, you know, slave trains, but the whole point of a slave train yeah. is that it outnumbers you, so no, it wouldn't really yeah. be. Imagine you, you charge their main, un- their main combat unit with your Blender Lord, and they've got a BSB in there as well, and you just destroy them, and then they're like, oh, fucking, I only lost by one, and you go, I cost fear and I outnumber you, and then they go, no, and then you go, <laughs> your BSB is dead, <laughs> he's destroyed. Your fucking, like, 75-point magic item banner uh, in the unit, he's destroyed as well. Okay, cool, now flee your fucking pitiful unit. And then you just, like, they just fucking run off the table or something. He's like, see ya. <laughs> I would argue that Steadfast, as well as Immune Psychology and even the Terror Rule is way more ubiquitous in 8th edition. It seems like a lot of units have Terror. So it's sort of, it wasn't as unique it's as 6th Dead. And in 6th Dead, if you forgot the Fear Rule in 6th Dead, mm. and nobody's going to remind you because basically it's your bad, uh, then you can get <laughs> fucked super quick. Yeah. But in Aether, it's like, oh, I forgot my fear. And they're like, no biggie. Let's just fight your million skeletons. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I played many games where we've just totally forgotten to run fear check combat, like, the entire game. And it probably wouldn't have been a big difference, even if we had remembered. So, meh. Yeah, in Six Dead, I've had people like, yeah, I'm going to just charge your vampire and three skeletons with my sword masters of Hoeth or whatever mm. you're called. And then like, well, roll a fear test. Okay. Uh, no, I don't get to charge you. Well, I guess I get to charge. And now I've made more skeletons twice over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And terror is mm. also like super powerful. You can out of flee within an aura for terror. Yeah. And then it can sweep you up. So what? Ter- so terror in eighth is you. if I charge you with my terror causing creature, you take a leadership test. If you fail, you flee. But you don't have to take one to charge it, right? Uh, correct. No, you just take yeah, a normal fuck, um, check once you get the con- Yeah, if they just kept that, terror would have been fine, I reckon. Like, if they just kept having to, having to take a terror check if you charge a terror creature. No, because it's very cinematic, isn't it? People being like, all right, let's get ready. Oh, it actually, no, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah like, if there's no if there's no fucking uh, leadership cast uh, yeah. in that, and, like, fucking just be like, no, <laughs> we're going, like, let's go... You know? Yeah, and, and also I mean, it, causing in, in eighth edition terror is really just like once in, one every twelve games mm. you'll um, break unit before you have to get into combat and then have to redirect against something else, which is good, but n- yeah. nothing huge. Yeah, yeah. Mm, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah, any, there is... any other psychology shit that we can think of? I don't know. Actually, I want to make. I played against dwarves a lot in sixth edition. Mm. Yeah, and when you play against dwarves. The fact that their lords and the runesmiths and a couple of their units has immune psychology and they mm. hand it out like candy, mm. it's really cinematic and it makes a huge difference. If you mm-hmm. watch Lord of the Rings, it's literally like being being rallied before the fall of Moria. It <laughs> makes a difference with like a dwarf lord bellowing or or one of my favorites, Bugman, giving out some beer to the dudes, making them feel this. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tremendously different thing when you charge someone and their dwarves do not give a shit about fear; they just slaughter you. And it's it's not fun for me, but it's enjoyable to see it cinematically. I mean, yeah. it makes a difference. And the limitations on like fearlessness and immune psychology makes it really versatile and useful when you're playing against, say, Beastman or like Tim said, Demonettes or Chaos. Mm. Yeah, and a sort of limitation in it. But of course, that limitation comes with the fact that there are not very many units to choose from. I think um, it's not that immune psychology is much more in eighth edition. It's just that it's not as useful, really. Full stop. Um, because fear and terror are really no big deal. Um. It's, it's great to not panic, but that's only sort of, you know, one half of the equation. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I think they tried yeah, to remove it, all yeah. those like fear bomb things because remember you used to like some, sometimes <laughs> something would just something would panic and that would panic another thing. Something get destroyed and suddenly like a whole ton of shit I mean, fucking run. That's off still table. a valid strategy in eighth edition, like mm. trying to sort of cascade panics across. Another, but um, yeah, it's maybe a little more difficult. Yeah, I guess it's, it is that, more cinematic if like a yeah. terror causing creature tries to charge a unit and then they fail, and then it just fucking terror terrifies a whole bunch of other shit. Like just terrifies down the whole flank. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I think in six that they actually managed to price units with fear appropriately over mm-hmm. across any game workshop game because yeah. in Horus Heresy, I play Night Lords. You do not you pay for fear, but it's just not yeah, worth it. Just two cares. What's the plan? Yeah, oh, I reckon every now and then there. Dude, I'm a fiend for fucking remembering to charge people fear the fear tax. Um, <laughs> just after playing after playing vampires in a fucking tournament setting for so long, I'm just like fear, tax, sure. fear check, fear check, fear check, fear check, because it just like it's like super un- overwhelming as well. Just like just just being forced to take these fucking leadership checks and being like, oh fuck, oh, oh fuck, because <laughs> there's always a chance you just roll a ten or an eleven or twelve, whatever the fuck, and then just like just shit for a turn. Um, yeah. So I always remember to do it in thirty k as well. And like the number of times that like space marine units just go like I'm gonna fucking destroy you with melder bombs or whatever, and then charge my castellex or whatever, and I go fear check, and they just fail it, and they just completely fucking just gumby fox, go from hitting on threes to hitting on fives. So good, like I, I like yeah. I, I still rate fear as like being pretty good in in, in eighth ed. Like more, more, it's still even with higher leadership. In eighth edition fantasy, it is I think probably overpriced given what it actually does. So yeah, oh, well, that's that, all. That's the thing to do with psychology is the the, the re rolls to psychology and leadership tests for the BSB and the general are they the same in sixth and eighth? I don't think they are, right? They changed. Yeah, what does the BSB do for you in sixth edition? I was afraid you'd ask me because I've never had a BSB. <laughs> that's why you're a fucking vampire accounts. Yes, that's correct. I'm pretty sure it doesn't <laughs> let you. Okay, I think. Okay, I'm going to speculate wildly here. I think it functions as it does in eighth for the purpose of break checks. Yeah. But I don't think it lets you reroll shit like panic checks. I think it just lets you reroll leadership tests flat, if I remember correctly. And oh, you can also take you can also have a banner of any cost, which is a bigger thing in Sixted. True. So it's still a it's still a twelve inch bubble. Uh, I want to say six inch, but I might be wrong. Mm, <laughs> big difference, my friend. Indeedy. Um, um, I'm pretty sure that BSBs in sixth edition only let you reroll break tests, which is very good, but it's not the same as being able to reroll. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember people. Based. I don't remember people taking them in like back then. Like them being Another thing like you should remember. Important. I don't know if this is true in AFED as well. In sixth ed, terror causes fear in fear causing units. So if you have the fear rule and I have the terror rule, you effectively get trumped. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, because yeah, fear that's are immune to fear. That still happens in eighth, but again, it's just not a very big deal. Like, you know, so what? Your your chaos knights uh, take a fear check when they have to fight a terror geist. Okay, whatever. You know. Um, I, I tell every I tell everyone this story. It's a forty k story, so sorry if it's an aside. That's all right. The greatest accomplishment of mankind, you know, upon the fall of our civilization is coming, is that I've check I've charged a six man unit of Valak. <laughs> From the Iron Hands, yeah. like my five five man destroyer and a Legion champion from Night Lords, and he failed his fucking fear test because Phalax <laughs> have horrible leadership, and then he just chopped him down. Yeah, yeah. He jumped on through. <laughs> <laughs> just just walk on walk on by. Jesus. Yeah, fucking mindless goddamn automatons. And he's um, like, oh, well, I'm toughness five. You're toughness four now. I'm destroyer, and uh, also I've got a heavy shame blade. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, hard counter me, man. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I think your point, Tim, was that like the BSBs in 8th edition do sort of flatten the effect of psychology even further. Um, yeah, yeah. Make, well, make it a I, bit I less volatile. Know. Yeah. yeah. I, if you just remember to, to fucking charge charge people that fear, fear tax, you got to think of it like this. Like fucking people just can't get away with that shit. <laughs> uh, you've got fear for a reason, bro. Fucking use it. Because like, yeah. And people always forget to do it against me as well. Like, probably, I would say, she you not, probably 75% of the time, I would be the person telling myself to take a fear check. I'd be like, oh, I need to take a fear check because you cause fear. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, do that. Yeah, like, thanks, oh, man. Gotcha. Why did I fucking say that? But, um, yeah. The ethical you, games play. You can have the like eth- ethical application of fear because it's, like, so watered down. You are right. Like, it's, you, you just got to remember to do it, like can't pay it yeah. off because sometimes it'll, you'll just get like fucking fantastic results <laughs> hilarious results I'm going to call psychology a wash for me uh, I can't decide one way or another yeah I don't really care I, I, it's fine it's fine in 8th I think it's balanced in 8th for what 8th yeah. is it would be cool yeah. to have some of the features of fucking 6th but like it's ba- I think it's balanced what it is and it's balanced I'm going to say for everyone except for vampire counts and demons the dogs of war options that have fear actually adds another swasson of uh, mm. flavor to your units yeah. like Vesper's Vendetta <laughs> which is the one dog of war I ever bought uh, well, because then they, they have they like, like skirmishes Italian... happen to cause fear right that's pretty funny yeah, like Vespero's Vendetta, the yeah. main dueling guy has an arcane mask of fear, and he just yeah. causes fear, and they can throw knives and have like a five plus uh, word save <laughs> because they swing their cloaks. That's true. And you have to go up and like duel some dude. Vespero's Vendetta. And, and then you have like uh, Monkey's Man Flayers, same there. They cause fear because of the mm. man banner. Yes, one of my favorite units, actually. Golic Fun. Um, yeah, so uh, what's, your, what's our next pillar of um, argument? I think that's like, I think we're coming to a close here. Uh, the only last thing we've got to talk about is shooting, I believe, um, how shooting uh, works. And I th- believe that Aether uh, trumps the shooting of Shitty Sixth because, once again, because you can only shoot in one rank in Sixth. I've just recently <laughs> found out. So I went to draw a list up to play some Sixth, and then I was like, yeah. oh, cool, I'll take these <laughs> units. Oh, no, only one rank can fire? Like, what the fucking hell? Yeah, I heard your despair about that on the Dude, air. one yeah, rank? That's one dark. rank. So explain yourself. Yeah. Uh, how can you possibly defend this? <laughs> Easily. To begin with, you're not going to have, like, 40 men deep standing around firing blunderbusses for days. Yeah, you're going to have, like, at best 10, 15 dudes in a unit. That's, yeah. that's just blunderbusses, though, like arrows. Think about archers. Archers can only fire in the front rank. Are you fucking crazy? Like, have you seen Braveheart, bro? It's just like, <laughs> have you seen the documentary Braveheart? Have you, have you played the um, game I Total have. War, like anything with arrows, like or anything with hand with rifles or muskets or whatever the fuck with that? In fact, like uh. far be it for me to defend Archer and BS in general because I play Vampire Count, so I'm usually yeah. at the odd end of a pointy stick there. Yeah. However, yeah. however, you have to remember that High Elves, Wood Elves, and other armies have special rules as well. They get yeah. volley fire, Bretonians get as fire well. Rules. Yeah, Bretonians, even the shitbird Bretonian. You the word from that you guys taught me. That even the shitbird like peasants <laughs> get to shoot two ranks yeah and also you're gonna lose a rank pretty early due to magic or whatever oh no 10 archers well i can still shoot as many arrows as i did last turn yeah yeah a pitiful yeah, amount that, don't, that doesn't do anything like shooting is so toned down in a fucking sixth through the eighth world where they haven't changed the shooting phase and it's neg one over half range what the fuck 
Neg one, Blood if there's like some shall fucking, carry today. Dude, not magic. Dude, if there's if there's some <laughs> bushes shooting. in if there's some bushes in the way, my fucking handguns are neg one to hit. Because if some <laughs> fucking just bush or a tree or whatever the fuck, that's bullshit. And then neg it's two an to hit. is in the folly of man, just not training your dudes. I'm not gonna take responsibility for that. Dude, <laughs> my, dude my my dwarf crawlers. Uh, like trained fucking dwarven fucking dudes, tra- like trained with crossbows, and they hit. If you're shooting over 15 inches, they're only hitting on fives against just like whatever the fuck. It's ridiculous. Shooting's terrible. Like, ugh, I hate shooting. Shooting's like the only thing I don't like about eighth. Well, I don't like in any of those games. They haven't changed it yet. Um, so I don't know. You're not against shooting in sixth edition, Tim. You're against shooting in I general. I don't mind the stuff. armor thing. The armor thing is fine, but all the negatives to hit. Like if you move, neg one to hit. If you shoot more than one shot, negative one, negative one to hit. If you're shooting over some fucking cactuses, another negative one to hit. If you're shooting <laughs> over half Tim range, negative again, four to hit. Just to get better at what I think. <laughs> I just like shooting uh, to do more. That's all. I, I like the Baldur's, <laughs> I like the Baldur's Gate style archery system. Where it's, just like, <laughs> where it's just devastating and overwhelming. Yeah, shooting a um, fucking savage as fuck. Look at Lord of the Rings. Those elves just massacre like. It's uh, shootings in both editions. It's all about target selection, right? There's no fucking point trying to just like yeah. shoot down like a unit of twenty um chaos warriors. It's like kill those dogs before they can do something. Mm. Uh, yeah. Penguins of a monster. In sixth edition, you have a greater variety in shooting weapons because you have to remember that in fifth and fourth edition, mm. shooting was one table blank. There was one kind of weapon. You got short like blowguns, short bows, crossbows, handguns. Now we're like, uh, we're very cynical and hardened and jaded. But this was like, this was new shit when sixth edition came out. Yeah. There's like several different kind of bows and shooting. I would say that when sixth edition came out, it changed up the entire shooting game. Because up until then, the shooting had been way, way good. It was like that huh. dragon and a hero would carry the day from what I yeah. can see. Yeah, no, you're right. So, like It actually made it a factor in the gameplay, for sure. Yes. You stand now upon your plinth of hobby on the shoulders of 6th edition. You look down <laughs> upon our plebeian weight. But Tim, we built this system. Before this, it was like, I'm going to shoot, and then you devastate everything. Yeah, it's not cool. even like Braveheart. This is like the last samurai. You're just gatling gunning us down, and one of the dudes are like, should we stop? We respect them. Nope. And then 6th edition comes around, and like it's, I don't know. The, the analogy breaks down, but it's like if the last samurais are now fighting a caveman throwing rocks or something. <laughs> <laughs> Green light that movie right away. Yeah. Pike hands up on side. All right. Well, yeah, just like just the long range thing. I think they could lose that. Like, just negative one over half range is so fucking like, ugh, crappy. Well, you can with magic, right? And doesn't a crossbow mm, not for dwarves doesn't get a fact affected by that in six? It does. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. I, in sixth edition, I couldn't tell you, my man, but maybe it doesn't. That'd be cool. I know handgun, I know handguns. Edition, not all of them. Not all of them. <clears throat> some still get volley fire. I mean, that's a thing in sixth edition as well. But some of them don't suffer the half range thing. Yeah. Bretonians maybe. Yeah. Well, they have shit BS, sure, but they have like longbow, longbows. I'll tell you what, the fucking handguns in sixth ed definitely get my vote because you get that extra d6 range on the first. So turn. you say you don't like weapons you don't like shooting in general it's particularly not in a sixth edition it's, but you really yeah, hate when... basic skill in all forms but not in sixth edition as much no 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 because so mm. so think about this right when they when they went from th- to third edition 40k they changed the fucking shooting so it was just flat bs yeah, but the, but but it's they also added in the stupid ap thing i think flat bs fucking is way better and mm, fucking strong disagree. And and fucking like the it's just the AP system that shit. I like the strength based like penetration of armor. 
but just straight base. So, so yeah, Tim, what, in, what, what is what does cover do for you in this like brave new world? Does it improve your armor save or something? Nothing, son. Nothing. <laughs> There's nowhere to hide. <laughs> this is no point. Just battles take place in open fields. Yeah, you get your end. fucking armor save if you it maybe if depending if I'm hitting you with something like not as devastating, I guess. It sounds no, like you want. Oh, so yeah. you mean like, like cover sets to cover Empire Earth, oh. where like you have riflemen from the 1800s, and I have like 1600 condottieri just riding around getting gunned <laughs> down by redcoats. Is yeah. that what you're after? Yes. I'm not going to go. Supremacy. I'm not going to go. Spectrum dominance. Yeah, I'm not going to go as far as Aether <laughs> 40k where they get a you know bonus to their armor save. Well, but maybe that's the answer. Maybe that is the answer. Maybe they finally cracked I, it. Cover save can is we get just a like. Can a someone bonus have a sound answer. clip where you just take that out and say, Tim saying a edition is the answer, a edition is that. Maybe is they the just answer. cracked it. That's all I'm saying. Look into it, bro. Look into it. It's getting mm. too far. It's getting too late at night. I'm starting to say crazy things. Um, uh, I, I disagree. It's well, just like two o'clock in the morning. I, I say just fucking break, <laughs> fuck off the whole movement phase, uh, sorry, the whole shooting phase entirely and come up with something, <laughs> something new. So I, I don't know what, like, so each of these cosmetic. topics, each of these topics have been voted in different ways. I think we'd actually have to go back and listen to it to find out which one. I remember. What, what, what way? Oh, did you? Oh, so who's winning? Yeah. Aether? Uh, that'd be better. Right now, it's actually for AFED, you've won one and I've won two so far. Ben's not really caring for the last yeah, subject. Yeah. But the one for that, he agrees with you. And the one for that, he's agreeing with me. So it depends on what he thinks about shooting. It's up in the air right now. Interesting. I just want to say that the deciding... have either of you ever fired a bow? I'm vetoing <laughs> no. shooting, bro. No. Yeah, but I'm not have a professional you, dude. Gun, I'm not right? fucking going out there. My family aren't going to get in by basement. If I, if they were, <laughs> I fucking <laughs> tell you right Australia. now, I would okay. be good at shooting a bow. If if there was a chance that people just like in a nearby <laughs> town could just come over here and fucking stab my family with spears, I would definitely be really good at bowcraft, and I would definitely be really good at just like also stabbing people with spears, probably. But this is not happening. You can't like you can <laughs> the the only kind of science I'll, I'll accept is fucking deadliest warrior style science where you get armored suits I love that and fucking shoot balli <laughs> ballistic gel dummies and fucking compound the data. Yeah, we start with that and then we end like uh it starts like what if like the SS had to fight spets now, which you can respect, and it's like what if a zombie has to fight two vampires? I mean come on. <laughs> hey, do you remember the one where they did William Wallace versus Shaka Zulu? Yes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Do you remember when they had like, the Mafia versus the Yakuza? Yeah. Like, we just awesome. meet in an old-timey hotel. <laughs> hey, you there. You there. The father with the slanted eyes. I don't like the look of yours. And they look at me funny. Fighting to death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. I just science want to say, except. shooting a bow and crossbows. I wish Jimmy was here for SLG, but there is wind, which I have to take into consideration. Rain, yeah, Tim. Walking, wind. shooting a bow is fucking hard. Oh, yeah, that Tim. should be reflected. Neg one if the wind is blowing. Yeah, see, it just makes shooting even worse. <laughs> there you go. What you can shooting, do is six can You can call the winds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking BS5 guys hitting always on two pluses. Okay, well, suck my dick in hell. Just, just make fucking dwarf parallels <laughs> BS for them, and then you can. My you have my vote. You have my vote if you just make dwarfs better at shooting. All right, cool. I, have, yeah. well, I don't know which way Spence is leaning. I think I've got an inkling. Uh, I know which edition he's going to play next, and probably I know which edition he's probably not going to play for the next ten years. <laughs> You sound like an angry spouse at the club. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. I'm just Spence saying. Might be looking at those caged girls. Yeah, I brought him into fucking with their five kids, but hey. I know he's coming home with. Yeah. I brought, I brought him in here to defeat you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who blood skyped him. I have to fucking. I'm responsible for him. <laughs> the Arkin, okay, 
I'm gonna bring in. I, I'm claiming this six versus eighth battle. Uh, I just want to bring in like the the, the, the bath suit cat category, uh -huh, like uh -huh. the bathing suit one. And this is more of a less contentious one. Yeah. Mm. Tim, can you just say which is your favorite sixth edition sculpt? And I'll say the best eighth edition sculpt, just to like soothe some balm on this angry Ooh. wound you're getting from being whipped in a debate. Ooh. Um, sixth edition sculpt. Fuck. I don't know. Um. I don't actually really like the Dwarf stuff from 6th edition. I like the 5th edition and previous to that, like, crazy shit from that edition, from, like, that time. Um, but there, there's, there's a bunch of, like, cool vampires. There's some cool vampire accounts. Actually, my favorite 6th edition model that I own is my fucking pirate vampire. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's like, such a decent vampire. Yeah, the, with with the ruffles and um, he's got oh, like a cape yeah. and he's got a stake like through his chest, but not his heart. It's like through his shoulder. And he's just like, oh, he missed my heart. Oh yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, that's remember? interesting. Yeah, he's like. I thought the... you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say like one of the blood dragon dudes or like the Lamian vampires, like the naked Lamian. Yeah, one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any of those, dude. They were so expensive. They've always been so expensive. Those blood knights, like because they were fucking, they weren't, like full metal kit. Yeah, and I just never the, um... bought them. Like, all the vampires are quite nice. The Necrocs are good. The Lemians are great. Yeah, you're right. If you know someone coming to Sweden or Europe, I can just send send them a Blood Dragon with you because I have way too many. <laughs> I could <laughs> email them to you too. It's just going to cost way too much for anyone to like. I'm just oh yeah, I've got um, Blood Knights. I've got that Blood Dragon guy. Uh, like you know the blood, the, the original Blood Dragon Knight guy, the first mm. one. Which the one? The one with like a two-handed sword or two swords? He's got a shield and daggers. A, a shield and a sword oh, yeah. up in the air, up in the air behind him. Yeah, the one holding like the sword sideways. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got that. I've got I him on a Pegasus. I never fucking uh, use him there. He, I've got him mounted on a Pegasus, the dead, dead like a zombie oh. Pegasus. Whoosh. Do you have like the Strigoi spoken models, like the big beefy dudes who look like no. uh, <laughs> look like Mister Hyde? No, I never went for those. I just used. Um, I actually used, you know, the sixth ad. I think with the metal, the metal ghouls. You know, remember yeah, when the ghouls were really tall? I just used them, but I paint them like vampires. And I just use them as like savage vampire guys, like because I on my when I take a ghoul list, I don't take any vampires with armor. They're all just like mm. fucking unarmored yeah. <laughs> fuck fuck boys. So what's your um what's your fave eighth edition unit? Yeah, my favorite thing about eighth edition is how it makes me appreciate sixth edition. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That would be like, yeah, yeah, that's a low blow. You'd lose a point for that. <laughs> Listen, I'm Swedish. We've taken a point uh, off. We kick people yeah. when they're down, and then we take Poland. It's what we do historically. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, for eighth edition, I actually have a couple of favorite models, but Ooh. I am gonna say the Terror Guys Zombie Dragon Dual Kit. Oh, interesting what? choice. Mm. It's not a bad because kit, but um, I wouldn't have thought it. No, the reason is when I got back into the hobby, when yeah. we started doing the podcast last year, I was really down on like the large kits from Game Workshop because yeah. I found they were like a blatant money grab and I know they're really good in game. A bit soulless yeah, sometimes, I, yeah. Yeah, but I have built the ancient zombie dragon in white metal once upon a time and I sold it when they did end times. Yeah. Mm. I really miss it. But that thing was a nightmare. I'm not ashamed to say I couldn't build it on myself. I had to get yeah. help from someone in shop class who pinned it and drilled the motherfucker because mm -hmm. I can't do shit like that. I'm not handy. And the new Terror Guide zombie kit was easy to build. It was super fun to paint. It let me experiment with my airbrush. You could do blood effects. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, as a runner-up, I'd either say some of the Forge World Scouts sculpts, if you guys are okay with that, like the Praetan is good, the yeah, Femir, the Return of Femir, yes. as well as... Yeah, Forge World doesn't uh, count, bro. That shit's too OP. You can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't use that now, Meta. Mm -hmm. 
Tamar can't. No. Oh, what about the Broodmare? The Broodmare. Think about that fucking thing. Oh, yeah. The Broodhara? Yeah, for Broodhara? Whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. whatever it's called. The... Yeah, you can ride one of those too. The Bertha. The yeah. I actually, the 7th edition Skaven Scops, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I might have bought a box of Skaven recently against yeah. Better Judgment. Beautiful. Uh, just the Skaven aesthetic really ties in. Yeah, man. If you want to get like really psyched for fucking uh, Skaven, just play that Vermintide 2 game. I've been playing it and it just made me want to crack out some Skaven as well. Just like hack, hack people shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, if you if you can remember we were supposed to have a book club thing for the old world lives. A warmer fancy podcast. And the first book we were supposed to read was the Funkwall series. Oh yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's good shit. So I went through the first book, Grey Seer, and yeah. then I played like the Skaven campaign in Warhammer Total War Two and uh-huh. I was fucking psyched. <laughs> Immersed fully. Yeah, yeah. Funkwall's fucking oh, yeah. great. I like yeah. uh, transplanted a magical tale uh, yeah. have, my neck. Um have you read the Gotrex and Felix books? Um, especially I've read the first one a long ass time ago and I oh. don't know if I read the first one or the second one they were on an airship with an asshole mage yeah dude, if you uh, yeah, I think a strong bias against- I think that's Dragon Slayer yeah it's where he kills like this fucking world's biggest dragon or it might be the one where he kills a guy to demon I can't remember but he kills so much shit well one of the early My- ones I think a couple uh, I think actually almost all of them uh, Gracia Thang calls involved obviously Skaven Slayer is a big one um, yeah, I love how Frank was like, "Yes, I am their mortal enemy. Yeah. At every turn, I oppose them, and they know to fear me." And they're like, "Is that the same fucking rat from last time, Godric, or is it a different yeah. one? It's a different one." Yeah, I fought as much. These have no <laughs> idea who the fuck he is. And then he just sends Burn Ripper Mark Seven against him, and he just hacks it apart. <laughs> and he's like, "God damn it! I'm gonna go make another Burn Ripper now." But yeah, like this. I'm tons pretty of... sure he tries to have like a speech at some time against them, and all the hair is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a. Do you uh, speak Skaven? No. Yeah, yeah. There's some. There's tons of good fucking Thanquil content in those books, man. There's like, there's definitely one where Thanquil like invades like a um like an empire, uh sort of like prince or what who elector count or whatever during like a during like a party, and he just like incinerates people with warp lightning, and they're all like, "What the hell?" And he's just like, "Take me to your prime burrito." And it just says all this crazy shit that everyone, all these empire nobles are just like, what the fuck? What the hell is this shit? Yeah. yeah. Tons of given, good... given the opportunity, that's how I'd introduce myself at every office party. <laughs> <laughs> just the little lightning cannon. Um, <laughs> the hey, constant refrain of the musk of fear as well. Squirting the musk of fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah constant yeah, fear uh, squirting. I'm going to tell you something to make you like excited, Tim. Yeah. The vampire... The, did you hear our that episode, by the way? Which one? Sorry, the latest one? I haven't listened to the latest yeah, one yet. No, no. The second the latest one, when we talked about the undead. Meaning oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the undead one is actually narrated by Felix, who like <laughs> writes entire sections about undead. Ah, okay. And even though the book is like basically the magical adventures of Nagash the Brave, uh, and doesn't really mention vampires all that much, I'd really recommend it. The older books, 6th edition, 4th edition, 5th edition, they're different from 8th edition because 8th yeah. edition has a lot of rules and magical items in it, which is good because it makes you able to actually play the damn thing game. <laughs> but the older mm. books have a lot of like companion pieces and fluff and like text. Yeah. The yeah. old like World of Chaos one was like, this is the basic stat line of a dragon ogre. Just go fucking crazy. Make your own dude. Give him a mustache. We don't care. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Go crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to try and uh, play a game of six at, at, at some point. Um, as soon as I fucking f- found out that you could only shoot in one rank, I was just like, oh, fuck this. I'm not doing this list. Also, the, 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 the yeah, other thing is, sounds like that's the power list. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the fucking the the final nail in the coffin for me is that there's no quartermaster fucking templates for six. So if somebody wants to go ahead and make those, oh, there is boom. Starting with like the vampire cat, huh? Is there? There is. Yeah. Well, where are they? Uh, the thing you have to do is that maybe you get a you point. You go on the internet. Yeah. And you write quartermaster. And then you delete Quartermaster, and then you write Office Depot, GPS, and then you go to Office Depot, and you pick up a notepad and a pen, and then you just do your own damn math. Uh, <laughs> also, if you just type Quartermaster, it's going to take you to some something totally different. You know what? I'll write you a list. How about that? I'll write you a Vampergan list. Okay, it has to have ghouls in it. That's all I've got. Okay. How about we do this Strigoi list, and we just take the ghoul list at the back? Okay. Perfect. Well, I don't know. A dream, in fact. Yeah. Well, we I'm can... actually going to go a bit off topic and say, do you know what I actually like about 7 edition vampire counts? Ooh, okay. Controversial. Beyond the fact that we've got new sculpt for the skeletons, which they sorely needed, like the old big-headed ones have not aged gracefully. <laughs> In 7th edition, they have like two entire pages of just uh, characters from the vampire world, and they introduce like this the Duke Strigoi guy who lives underneath a city, and it's basically Strigoi Batman. <laughs> it, like it's a nobleman. It's like, and I'm Emperor Count, that he keeps sending out like this marriage invitations to people around the, the country, but nobody oh, like can find him. That's right. And everyone's like, nah, yeah. seems like a bad idea. <laughs> seems like a bad idea, but also, they, they, some of them just write polite replies. Like, yeah. Uh, He's highborn after all. I, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like, oh, they did that for no apparent reason. Yeah. Do you love a random fluff box? Um, well, look, my, my blood form is um, rapidly disintegrating. I'm going to have to cheese it. Yeah. I don't know uh, who's fucking won this debate, really. Like, uh, I know Krell's I got his... I think you do. Like, I think Krell's, it's an insoluble Krell's debate. That's the point of it. It's yeah. like one of those things, like, um, it's like Plato versus... Or, um, <laughs> you know, Napoleon versus Wellington. Yeah. There's exactly. never really a winner. You know, you can refight the battle hundreds of times. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, we I just, don't want to be a dick, but I'm pretty sure there was a winner at the Battle of Waterloo. Was there? Was there really? I don't know. <laughs> we Are there? you traveling time again? <laughs> <laughs> Were you there? I'd also prefer like an ad hominem, like just attacking my character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're wrong because you're a bad person. Who? Uh, what? Uh, what vampire clan did you play in Old World of Darkness? Von Karstein. Oh, Old uh, World of Darkness. Oh, you're gonna love this one, Gangrel. <laughs> Oh, you fucking piece of shit. That's the only one I know, and it's because they're the pieces of shit. (laughs) Do you know the only reason I know? It's the only one I know because of fucking the the TV show, the hit 90s TV show. Yeah, Kindred. Yeah, I'm amazed you guys know about that. That's that's all I know about it. That's all I My only exposure to Vampire the Masquerade is what was shown on the 90s show, Kindred the Embraced, because I remember watching that back in like high school. Golf clubs, right? That was much later, though. That wasn't until I was in my 20s, though. Like, I didn't get fucking any goth clubs when I was, like, 15 or whatever. like, dudes with big beards and, like, what, a collar? Yeah, I identify as a gangrel vampire. Yeah, just scruffy scruffy hair, being a little odder. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something about the Old World Darkness team. Uh, In the Camarilla, which is, like, the democratic part of the Vampire Council, everybody gets, like, a representative, like a senator. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason, one of the reasons that the Camarilla starts falling apart in the later year is because the gangrel guy goes in and like, hey, I found a fucking secret you guys tried to suppress. It turns out that the vampire gods are real and they're pissed off and they're trying to kill all of us. And they're like, no, you must be mistaken. It's like, you're going to tell her about the truth. I'm going to fucking pull my clan out of this entire fucking organization. And like, we're pretty sure you can't do that because you can't speak for all gangrel vampires ever. It's fucking done. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, he's save a total run. Save you out, fuck you guys. He's a total run, Paul man. He's Whoa. just like a loose cannon. Yeah, <laughs> gang girls. Yeah, 
Yeah. But the thing is that the Gangrel average ganger is like, I live in the woods and uh, I hunt people uh, yeah. for sport. And I've done this for 250 years. And every now and again, I go into town and uh, tear someone's head off because yeah. uh, the print <laughs> cast, uh, cast cast about, like a vampire election. And then just go. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. And I'm not much for the socializing because I've turned into an animal so many times that I literally have wolf eyes and a snout. Yeah. And he, he's like, hey, you got to get engaged politically because <laughs> we're leaving this organization. And I really want you to yeah. like uh, go in there and vote. Gangrel are like when you when your friends force you to play Old World of Darkness, but secretly you just want to fucking get into a fursuit and <laughs> you're just angry. You're angry because there's a fish book Ugh. for the Gangrel where you mm. can be like mermen. Yeah, very hot. Uh, yeah, the reason you're angry is because you played Malkavian and they retconned the Malkavian Madness Network. <laughs> fish, fish marks. No, I never played Malkavians. I was I was just a Malkavian fan. No, I played um. It's a uh, Tremere. Is that how you pronounce it? Tremere. Oh, the Camere? Oh, the uh, Tremere? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fucking newcomers. <laughs> All right. Fuck well, we're gonna gonna it, please. Okay, we're going to have to start a spin off on um, the Darkness podcast, I think. Newcomers. Um, wow. I'm down. But let's uh, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> yeah, I think we win just because Krell's a furry, basically. Like, it's how uh, this, yeah. fu- this, this debate um, ends. Furry um, don't get a vote, so. For the end. Yeah, we win. Uh, basically, um, uh, elected counts win by stacking it, and you know, you know, fucking you know, in our favor. So awesome. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Spence preferred shooting, and he preferred magic. And no, he did not prefer magic. He preferred movement, and then he pulled out on psychology, and he preferred eighth edition magic. I get that two to one to zero, but you know, Wait. I'm just doing math. Mm, I don't know. I'll have to go back and reassess the. These stats. Yeah. Okay, if you're listening uh, and you and you know who you, you're at home, you're fucking listening, you're running in your gym, or you're fucking doing a mail run, or you're fucking hunting hobos with a crossbow, whatever, and you're listening to this, you know who won, and you can send in an email to uh, ifhorrorspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll do a special episode where I read all of the emails and how wrong Curl is and how Curl is a, Curl's <laughs> a fucking I, furry. I invited to that episode. Curl is a furry. <laughs> And a fucking gangrel. Like, yeah. so whatever. Like, Yeah, furry twice over. Yeah, send in an email, tell Krell how wrong he is, or try and tell me how wrong I am. Uh, IFRSpodcast at gmail.com. All right, cool. Thanks for coming on, Krell. Thanks for blood skyping, Spence. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. I just want to do a shout out. Is yes. Okay? Yeah, you got a podcast, don't you? Is it, um... Yeah, we have a podcast, the Old World Lives. What's it called? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Old World the Old Lives. Lives. Oh, whatever yeah. fancy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Spence doesn't even know what it's called. Never heard of it. Yeah. It's like, you guys have a podcast? The Get the fuck what? out of here. The Old World Who's? <laughs> I only listen uh, to um, we, recorded web files of wolves howling wilderness. <laughs> just like Stalin, yeah. You, you only yeah. do magic to try to become a vampire, and then you just give up and become a vampire. <laughs> yeah, try to become a vampire. Anyway. Um, yeah, right, and cool. we have like, uh, I think we've got a good mix of people. We have Jens, who plays Empire, who does yes. a lot of beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have Christopher, who's our resident lore master. Yes. There's pretty much everything he knows. Jimmy. Jesus, magic and modeling Jimmy. <laughs> He does so many incredible stuff. He did like the Mordheim stuff you'll see on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an Instagram, the Old War Lives, hashtag the Old War Lives. Uh, he was just playing with John Blanche, wasn't he? Uh, and oh, it's Mordheim? Wow. Yes. Very cool. Mordheim 2019. That's fucking. I think Mordheim is something that we can come together on. Yeah. Well, Jimmy was yeah. just partying yeah. with Seamus Bruin and, and John Blanche like in, yeah. in, in Poland or something. Yeah, it was crazy. Finland. Mm. Finland, Finland, Finland. That's it, yeah. God damn, homie. 
Uh, yeah, no, that's badass. And also, you've had him on. Thomas Pirin is a great guy. Yeah. I just love talking to him. Yeah. Surprisingly yeah. jacked. Thanks. I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, good for him. Um, and who else is on your show? Uh, You've also got Nicholas, like the Ramosos yeah, Iron Hands player. And... Are incredibly capable. <laughs> Nicholas is a bit good at everything. <laughs> like everything the other guys did, he can do a bit of everything. And he has that magical Kislev army. Mm. And he's also really good at some parts of lore. I get impressed every time. He's a bit more quiet. And he's knowledgeable within all the facts. And then they have me on on sufferance. And else come in and yell shit. So, yeah. Yeah. We've got a diversified crew. Um, hey, hey uh, just before we go, uh, Nicholas, which uh, vampire uh, group do you think he'd be in? Which vampire? Oh, group? Nicholas? Ooh, is he a gangrel too? Hard. Is he a little gangrel? No, no, no. Let's see. Nicholas is he's like a bit quiet, but it's so quiet. There's like a strength to him. Ooh, I'm going to say True Brugia. How about you, Spence? Venture, probably. Ooh, Venture. You think he's that much of a politician? Uh, not necessarily a politician, but like just a quiet. So, yeah, that's amazing. maybe um. Oh, La Sombra. Yeah, La Sombra. Yeah, <laughs> like he's quiet and clever, but also then he rips you apart with shadows. Yeah, shadowy but sinister. Mm. How about Tim? What kind no, of? No, 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 no. We don't need to go into this. I'm. <laughs> I'm whatever. Don't don't you, for sure. Whatever don't the chick. For okay, Tim, 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 Tim. Idea for a Eye of Horus uh, special. Yeah. What clan? is what Primarch. Oh, yeah, okay. Ooh. And it doesn't have to be clans, too. Remember all the other stuff you were talking about? Pixies yeah, and shit. And fairies and yeah. shit. Yeah. All right, cool. Deal. <laughs> all right, Comet cool. curse, the fate. Okay. We'll, have to get Krell, we'll have to get Krell on for it, since he seems to know a lot about this stuff. Yeah, 100%. Who else were we talking to? We were talking to somebody. Somebody else was like a fucking secret like vampire la masquerade dude we are everywhere all right okay cool all right well right in ifrspodcast.gmail.com okay we're gonna go we're out thanks for having me on have a great night take care see you in hell hell satan